All right, you ready to uh, you ready to do this? This is a this is a, a big one. That's what she said, and by she I mean no one who has ever slept with me ever. Anyway, here's my here's my I got a pitch for you, okay? I'm gonna do it now. I'm gonna do fuck Mary kill. All right, you gotta do fuck Mary kill sure. for me, okay? All right. Fuck Mary kill. These are the top three teams per MLS's season opening power rankings. Okay, fuck Mary kill. Atlanta United. New York Red Bulls, Sporting Kansas City. Uh, well, I marry Sporting. Why? Uh, I, because consistency. You want that steady, I want that steady, rock steady yeah. uh, Peter Ramiz dick <laughs> in, uh, in the, my theoretical ass here. Okay, yeah, yeah. Um, I, uh, so I marry, I marry Sporting. I, I, I fuck Atlanta United because I just want to, you know, maybe – Tease around with an STD, and I right. kill New York. Red there's Bulls a danger because, to it. Yeah, there's a da- there's a danger to it, and I wa- I kill uh, Bread Bulls because it's th- that team goes fucking nowhere. It's like they're great, and then they suck, and at the most inopportune. They won time, three so. shields in the past six years. Yeah, I'm giving jerk off motion with my left hand, which is like not even my dominant hand. Like that's all. That's how I bad care. it is. It's so not even a pleasurable. Like, yeah, like, okay. It's like oh, it's like kind of a jerk off motion. So okay. Yeah. Uh, you. I think you're a jerk off. Uh, I'm, so I'm gonna go with. Um, let's see here. I'm gonna have to go with Mary for sporting. Can't. Well, hold on here. First thing is I'm gonna kill Atlanta United because fuck them. Honestly, fuck them. I mean that's okay? that's a, that's, a, that's a fair fair assumption. Yeah. Now part of me wants to. Um, Part of me wants to marry New York Red Bulls, but I've got this concern. New York Red Bulls, although they, uh, I think, are routinely very good, they also are not committed. You know what? Hey, we have a great year. Fuck it. We're going to get rid of Dax McCarty. Hey, we just won the Shield. Fuck it. We're going to get rid of Sasha Kleschen. Like, I would not I would feel disposable in that relationship, which isn't a good marriage relationship, you know? That might be a good fuck relationship, but not. And that's that why we, I killed him. That's why you killed Yeah. Because <laughs> you can't stand cheating. No. So I guess that leaves me Cheating fucking bastards. sporting Kansas City, but it would have to be like a mature fuck, you know, like like sporting is over. Not a dumb wire fuck. It, this is like a this is like a long hard. Uh, this is like Roger Espinosa. Roger fuck. Espinosa yeah. fuck. Right, yeah. just a steady hand at just, the wheel. Ooh, just, just somebody who's been there, who knows what they're doing. You don't have to do a lot of foreplay. Everyone's just in it to get out yeah. of it what they need. Very yep. practical, and you move on. It's very sexy. That was, this was actually a productive conversation. Very I feel sexy. like actually this should be <laughs> our MLS preview. We just <laughs> fuck Mary kill the whole league. Live from Fitzgerald's in St. Paul, we are the Daves you know. This is the Daves I know. You want me to be that type of dude, and I want to be who you like me to. But we both know I can't do nothing at all. To another year. Another year. Oh, the rum hams. Mm. Oh, oh, God damn it. Oh, it burns. 
I but like, it, but it burns so good. I like the way that it heats up the nethers. Yeah, that's one of my. As it's going down your your system, you can like, feel every inch that feel, it progresses you down the your. Rum yeah. Just move its way down, if, and the ham's like, kind of like, hovering over the rum, and it does, uh, it it, uh, it separates. Uh, it doesn't mix very well. For those thing. of you who aren't getting the visual cues, uh, we just did an oldie but goodie there. We opened yeah. up the uh, podcast with the rum hams. <laughs> those hark back to the. Borderline dirty alcoholic <laughs> days of the early podcast. Yeah, but we've hearkened back because it is a new season, new us, and old we're, us, and we're uh, yeah, and I think we're I think we're generally optimistic about this season. So kind of yeah, optimistic about uh, as far as our drinking drinking I don't I don't think that any of us are gonna think we're gonna win the league or anything. Oh, no, of course not. We're gonna play competitive games yep. until day thirty four. Yes, it's gonna be and goddamn the, good, and, and maybe even a. Uh, Dare I say playoff spot? Oh, shut the hell! <laughs> let's or, let's not. Yeah, let's let's let's. Uh, we're gonna bury the knock lead there. on marble here. Yeah, bury the lead there. So, so uh, here's what we have going on tonight. It's a long one. Yeah, gird your loins. It's gonna be like a four-hour yeah. podcast. It looks like, based on my uh, calculations, are what'd you say? Twenty-one pages. Our agenda Our is, 21 is twenty-one pages long. Pages and I have not contributed pretty much to any of it's it. It's mostly so. just my notes. Yeah, it's if you want to know what it's like to so, interact yeah. with me. So, um, so this is the MLS preview uh, uh, of the season. We're going to cover every team. Yeah, We're going to cover both divisions. Absolutely. We're going to cover both divisions, every team and every one, talk about their strengths, talk about their weaknesses, and talk about what it's going to take Briefly. for that team. Yeah, we're going to have to keep it relatively brief. Briefly. We're going to talk with each team about what it will take for that team to hoist the cup. Some of them are more speculative than others. And then we'll, uh, we're going to do Minnesota United very last uh, and with them, we're going to go a little bit more in depth, talk about who we added, who we subtracted, what are the big questions, uh, what is the formation going to look like according to us, uh, and then we're going to give you our predictions on, on how everything is going to shake out top to bottom in the rankings. It's going to be a big one. Yep. Listen to every minute. Uh, kids on earmuffs. Please. Because we might we might uh, Rodrigo, utter a word. Ra- Rodrigo, don't let, your, like, don't let your daughter listen to this podcast. In the car on your way to soccer practice, basically. I think Hanf says he does that, too. Yeah. He has his kids in the car when he plays this shit. And I'm like, what are you don't, doing, man? Don't do that. I, I realized this earlier when I saw somebody uh, post something related. My kids have never, ever heard me swear. Oh, yeah? Yeah, which is, which is I think would probably come I as a shock to most I people. I swear in front of my child daily. I believe that. <laughs> I have never sworn in front of my kids, which I think probably would surprise many people. That would that would. That's surprised the shit out of me, man. All right. So. No, I'm a right, good man. Well. But before we dive in, we got to do what we always do and yep. remind you, you have the opportunity to keep this Patreon, amazing, amazing podcast Patreon afloat. Patreon pitch here is coming. Um, by the way, uh, we have so we've just launched a uh, the watch party, which is our sort of our Patreon uh, supplemental podcast where yep. we are uh, watching mostly terrible, sometimes good uh, soccer movies. Yeah. It's a film re- series. Then reviewing them. We're yeah, fucking um, Siskel and Ebert over here. Yeah, we are, and, and we bring in a Luke for that. that that's yeah. a whole. That's all. Like we have a whole other, uh, whole other element to the thing. Um, but again, if you are if you are listening to this podcast, you're not a Patreon uh, a supporter yet. Please consider being a Patreon supporter. Um, all the things we do, we do out of our own pockets, mostly out of Dave Martin's pocket. Let's be, let's be perfectly frank. My um, deep ass pockets, man. <laughs> I mean, yeah. he's, he's got the he's got that uh, corporate. Uh, day job. Yeah, I'm yeah. an unemployed uh, stay-at-home dad. The, fuck a, the right fucking now. plumber that we talked to for a half <laughs> yeah. hour before this podcast. Made, I wait. did not tell him what what I. I did. know you did not, and and I didn't tell him uh, that what my wife does and what she makes. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. Anyways, um, 
But yeah, uh, any amount helps. Uh, we really suggest amounts in the 69 or 420 varieties. Of course, obviously a month. Um, but yeah, we have a, we're we're doing regular content on that podcast. We've done some other cool stuff. Uh, I, I I actually kind of. I've been reaching out to Alan Merrick about uh, doing a Patreon-only podcast for with with Alan Merrick for with with us. Yeah, um, that hopefully we can do. But we're doing the the watch party, which is our our film uh, soccer film uh, review party we do with uh, Luke Ray, which is really fun. Uh, I really enjoy doing it every every three to four weeks, and it's, it's great. Goofy, yeah. So yeah, so contribute. Think about contributing uh, to that uh, Patreon patreon.com backslash the Daves I know. Help support the days that you know, and uh, let's go into. Oh, I, I want to. Before we do that, one thing I want to push because I'm going to forget about it at the end of the podcast because yeah. this is going to be like a three-hour podcast. Uh, Blackheart is opening, a uh, grand reopening uh, right. on Saturday. I'm hosting trivia okay. in the morning, starting at 11:30. T- so tell people what the Blackheart so is the, the for Black, them and yes, why it matters. That's fair. That makes sense. Uh, the Blackheart is. Uh, the bar that uh, West Berdine, uh opened, um, or he bought in June, July-ish. Uh, we used to be the, yeah. the townhouse. Um, he's completely re- renovated the bar. Um, not completely renovated the bar, but mostly renovated the bar. Uh, and it's a soccer, queer, uh, super awesome neighborhood bar now. Um there's a window so you can to see. To be clear, it's not a soccer queer bar. It is a soccer friendly, comma, soccer friendly. queer friendly queer, yes. bar. Yes. It's not for soccer queers. Yeah. <laughs> or, or, I mean, yeah, I it, mean is, it is, but it it's is for, for many queers, other yeah. things. Yes, it's, yeah, yeah. yeah, commas in between those things. Yeah. Uh, good point. Thank you, David Martin. Yeah, I'm a prick. Um, sorry. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, so he's hosting a uh, grand reopening of the bar. Uh, and this is where, so the black cars wear the dark clouds. Red Loons uh, are watching uh, away matches for the uh, Minnesota United this year. So I encourage you all to come out. Um, starting at 11.30, we're going to do soccer trivia. I'm going to host it, so I'm writing the questions right now. Uh, we're going to give away tickets to uh, the Gold Cup match and the home opener as part of the prizes for soccer trivia. So if you don't have tickets to those things yet, it's a really good opportunity to come. To work. Drink beer. Uh, Summit's doing a big... They're, they're sponsoring a lot of stuff. There's a whole big uh, Summit uh, thing where they're going to give away a bunch of shit, too. So, anyways, if you are around in St. Paul on Saturday, come on down to Blackhearts. And then the we're, the first uh, match of the year is, you know, kicking off at 5 at yeah. Blackhearts. So... God Anyways. damn it! I'm excited. Yeah. What's uh? Can we? We should probably jump into the. Uh, we should do work. Yeah, Eastern yeah. Conference. Let's do it. So first, we're gonna do the Eastern Conference, basically, so that we can end with the Western Conference and Minnesota United. That's my preferred order here. Sure. And the order in which we're gonna talk about the teams is their 2018 finish. Okay. Yep. It's not alphabetical. Not my personal fucking preference. Is how we're gonna do it. So outside of Minnesota United. Which comes last because that's because we don't want you to stop listening yes, to the yes, podcast. Listen that's to the biggest all thing. the podcast. Yeah, listen to the whole thing. Don't so. <laughs> you don't jump to like you know no, 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 one thirty four. No. Nope, you won't know when it comes. Yeah. So uh, of course that means in the Eastern Conference, first team we're going to talk about is FC Cincinnati, yeah, who played enough. no games last year. So um, typically we're going to start by talking about their twenty eighteen record. They had no twenty eighteen record, so let's well, skip they, past that part. They did. It was, but I it was fuck in, the no. Yeah. The USL isn't Anyways, real. Yeah. Until I see evidence, it's not real. Sure. It's the NWSL to me. So, as we often talk about, 
who is good with the FC Cincinnati's? Uh, I mean, you got they. I don't want to. You want to use st- start with FC Cincinnati? Yeah, right. uh, you don't want to step on my toe. Yeah. you're not gonna do this to me every team, are you? No. Um, so first of all, Fernando Adi. Fernando Adi is a, a Portland goal scoring legend. I believe comes back from injury, he can still be a relevant uh, piece. For a, a new team, he's going to be a steady hand at the wheel. He's going to be a veteran uh, 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 type of guy who can lead a group that needs to gel together. So I've got him. Um, I, I think that they've got a decent defense on paper, and they started from the back and worked forward. Greg Garza. Greg Garza's awesome. MLS legend in defense. Nick Haglin from those Toronto days when they weren't as awful as they appear to be now. Kendall Waston just got the captain's armband today. That's a decent defense, and as Minnesota United has proved, you want to get an expansion year, better to start with the defense, perhaps. Uh, do you have anything to add to the amazing names that I've dropped? Uh, I mean, Kakuda Mane, maybe, if he's healthy. Maybe. Kakuda Mane? Well, that yeah. dude has been passed around like a goddamn venereal disease exactly. the last few years. Exactly. So he goes in both in the who's good and then potentially who sucks because – He's a vital piece of their of their their team, and no one knows if he's healthy or not healthy. Right, basically. right. So, um, so yeah, who, who sucks on uh, FC Cincinnati, other than everybody? Well, again, defense. Okay, you can do worse for the defense. Um, for for one thing, Fernando Adi, if he's if he's not good, <laughs> Fernando Adi could be a liability. We got to see how he plays here. Um. Additionally, other than Adi, I don't know who else is going to shoulder the goal scoring there. If Adi doesn't show up, what comes after that? I have no idea. Uh, Roland Lamont is not, uh, in my book, a double-digit goal scorer. Um, I don't even think he's a guy that's a general producer, like a five-goal, eight-assist type of guy. Um, I don't know. Other people, you know, your your Matt Doyles are going to get hot on Roland Lamont. I am not. Um, you've got Alan Cruz from Herediano and Emmanuel Ledesma from uh, Greece. And before that, the Cosmos just two years ago in the midfield. That's not a good enough central midfield to compete at this level. And Adi Lamont and Darren Maddox, which I could have borderline thrown Darren Maddox in the good, but I've got him in the mediocre pile. Um those guys are not dropping back to create. So if that central midfield isn't creating, those guys, those no names that you just heard me and didn't recognize, if they're not creating, that front three isn't dropping back to create. Yeah, I mean, I, w- I would just echo that pretty much word for word. Uh, God damn it! They don't have any. They don't have anything to. They don't have any uh, creating force, and their defense is suspect. But it's not as suspect as like Minnesota's defense was before. When, I don't they, when they join, so my 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 the whole thing with since FC Cincinnati is that they basically just don't want to be Minnesota United. And I think that's what they're you, going for. You know what's really sad is I saw a lot of that like particular phrase all around like the sort of season previews and early power rankings and stuff. Everyone who talked about FC Cincinnati basically framed it as, "Are they going to be Minnesota United?" And that's a really sad thought to me that we are just the yeah. automatic go-to reference for fucking it up. Yeah. That hurts my feelings. Yeah. So, in your point of view, I'm going to make you go first here. I'm not letting you blow my shit out of the water. They can win the cup this year if. They can't. They can't. Yeah. You're not even giving, giving me a wild scenario. Nope. I mean, okay. if, if, if everybody dies. If, 
if the global apocalypse the global happens apocalypse and, happens, only and only their plane is in the air at the uh, time uh, survives, then yes, that's when they can win the cup. Well, there you go. We've at least got an answer. Yeah. My my thought is, I think they need some quality distributors and central distributors in central midfield. If they can add a couple of pieces there, and there's still time to do that, plus probably a goal scorer who's a little bit more of like an obvious slam dunk, no doubt about it, ten goal goal scorer beyond Fernando Adi, then. All you got to do is all you got to do is make the playoffs. All you got to do is come in sixth in the conference, and then in the small sample size of the playoffs, anything can happen. Sure, FC Cincinnati hoists it. Cool. All right. Look, I'm not trying to tell you it's going to happen. I'm saying that's the path. That's fine. Okay. Let's move on to the next team, Orlando City SC. Holy God! First of all, how bad? Second of all, thank God they exist. Because <laughs> hoisting the worst defense ever trophy two years in a row is something I couldn't deal with. Would have been really bad for, for it, us. It yes. would have been a bad look is what yeah. it would have been. Uh, Orlando so City. Uh, they were really bad in, last year. Introduce them from 2018. Uh, so 28 points, uh, negative 31 goal differential, uh, 43, 43 goals for, 73 goals against. The uh, standing MLS record. Yeah, 11th in the East. Uh, I don't think there's anything good about this team. Uh, other than they, they they brought in Nani, which I'll let you talk about. Uh, but Dom Dwyer has been basically mediocre since he uh, went to Orlando. Um, Sasha Question has been basically mediocre since there. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. Wh- wh- what's good about uh, Orlando City? Yeah, so first of all, y- you have to say Nani. Longtime Manchester United and sporting Sepe, uh, I suppose they would pronounce it, uh, player for Portugal, um, should play on the wing, should provide an offensive spark that was lacking last year. Dom Dwyer, I don't like Dom Dwyer, personally. Although I have my picture with him in an airport while he's eating an entire pizza by himself. I don't know if you remember that. I, I, um, I do. I was that guy. Anyways, um, you said he was mediocre. And it, I, he was mediocre to poor. But is that because he had a worse team around him? If the team played at the level maybe it could or should play at, does he become enabled better? Could he be the guy? So I've I've included him on the quote stars or the who's good, but he Ted can. Dwyer's a little bitch boy. Oh, he's oh absolutely, absolutely. And I'm so. taller than him, I think, which yeah. says all you need to know about him. Yeah. He sucks. Yeah, and you're a little bitch boy. So. I'm a little bitch boy. <laughs> Somebody <laughs> asked me on Twitter earlier today um, how many ducks I could win in a fight against, and I said like one. Like that's probably the max. <laughs> that's right. Fair. Like that, and that would be a good two fight. Still, a bit too like good. I would pay per view that one. It would still be a good <laughs> fight. Uh, they still got Sasha Kleshin. It's easy to forget this. Last year, Sasha Kleshin did not have the year that he might have otherwise wanted. But beyond that, he's only one year removed from having two consecutive twenty-plus assist seasons. God in heaven, the guy could still produce. That's not that long away. If they just put the pieces together a little bit stronger this year, it could be not horrible. But then there's the who sucks question. Yeah. Remember when we were like, oh, my God, look at all the pieces that Orlando City We thought they were going to be great like, last yeah. year. Uh, and and then, yes, and then you look at, like, their entire defense. And the worst defense in the league last year. And that was, you know what, to our credit, that's what we said last year. We said the reason that they're going to run the league this year is because they got a great front six. And they do on paper or did on paper have a pretty goddamn good front six. But that back line... Oh, the, sweet, merciful God. A, a harbinger for Minnesota United. 
Not good. And what's worse is they've gotten rid of Yoshi yeah. Yotun, who was yeah. a bright spot uh, in a sort of d often a, a central defensive midfielder type spot. He's gone. So he's not shielding the terrible back line either. So I don't know what to say. They've done very little to shore up their defense. Um, so I only see that piece of it getting worse. Yeah. Um, if you look at their back line, the guys that they do have now, it's a list of MLS no-names. Sané, Askewis, uh, O'Neal, Nick. Tell me who they played for last. Like they've somehow managed I, to throw out names and who's like, good lord. Are, yeah, right. Honestly. You're looking at that and saying you have the MLS record for most goals allowed, and I don't see any specific reason to stop that. In fact, with Yoshi Yotun gone, why wouldn't it be worse? Fair. So how are they going to win the league this year? Uh, again, they can't. Right. Right. Yeah. Pero. <laughs> but. Yeah. The magic, the magic thing that could happen, other than the meteor, let's get creative here. Okay. Let me creative. give you one. I put, uh, I put, if they can score 130 goals to outpace the 100 goals they'll let in, then sure, they're at least, they're you know, they're a top five offense in the league. They Theoretically, can, yes, if they mm -hmm. win every game, uh, five to four. Right, right. That's what I'm talking about. Yeah. That, that's that's my recipe. Okay. You have to answer these questions, okay? I, I, I carefully I, crafted this I, document. I don't necessarily. All right, let's move on to Chicago Fire. Um, S 2000, of, 2018. Speaking of shit. Yeah, speaking of uh, garbage uh, fire teams, uh, pun intended, uh, 32 points last year, a negative 13 goal differential, 48 goals for, 61 goals against. They finished 10th in the East. Um, who is good on the Chicago Fire? Dave Martin. Um, I've included Boston Schweinsteiger as a midfield distributor. Now it's worth noting that last season with the he's defense, he's been played over the pitch on for Chicago though. You've you've jumped ahead of me. Sorry, I I mentioned that because, for instance, due to their My really bad. terrible back line and some other problems last year, he was pushed back into a center back position. I'm including him as a midfield distributor because I think in Chicago's plans that's not the ideal. That's not where they want sure. his coffin to be buried. Um, if he plays as a midfield distributor, guy, even as he approaches 70 years old, guy could still be a decent MLS distributor. Nemanja Nikolic is still like only 16 months removed from being a golden boot winner. A little bit better distrib distribution behind him. He could still do something productive again. Alexander Katai was supposed to be the guy that replaced David Ockham last year. Clearly, nobody could have done that. Apparently, the magic sauce behind the 2017 Chicago Fire was David Akam, and we didn't know that. But um, still, Alexander Gattai is nobody to fuck with. And I, I, I debated whether to include Dax McCarty on the good list, but God damn it, he's Dax McCarty. He gets the benefit of the doubt. Uh, one of the better uh, MLS defensive backs of the last decade. He gets a pass for me. Is there anybody I'm missing here? Um. I mean, I don't know. I think uh, they upgraded from Lampson to David Usted. But I know you are you are uh, low on Usted in terms of Usted's stock. Um, but I don't know. It, here, it, but yes, I, I, that comes I, with a caveat. I don't. I don't think this. I don't think this team got better at all in any way shape or form no no so, i don't i don't so, think so either. so yeah let's move into who sucks because I, I think that would well so it. let me start with david austin um i think he's a decent mls goalkeeper but he is gonna look like utter shit with the back four that he has in front of him and it's very hard to judge a goalkeeper i mean 
people who really know goalkeeping can do it because they know what footwork looks like and they know what decision-making positive-negative looks like even though you're allowing 70 goals a year. Like, they know what that looks like. Generally speaking, he's going to look like shit, and I included him on my bad list. So, there. Sure. Um, Chicago's problems last year can't be boiled down to just we didn't have David Akam. It's more complex than that. They had a really good defense in 2017 that nobody gave any respect to, and it enabled everything in front of them. Now, they've re-upped center back Kappelhoff. He was part of the 2018 crisis that allowed 70-plus goals. They brought in a new center back in Marcelo. I don't know how he's going to perform. We have to see how we adjust to MLS. But your huge problem in center back, I don't feel like is an obvious slam dunk. It's been addressed question. So why on earth shouldn't they allow another 60-plus goals? So can other they win than Dax all? McCartney in front of them. Yeah. Can yeah. they win it all? How can, can they? they well, so I mean, if I had to put money on it, I'd say no. But yes. what I would say is, if I'm wrong, if they have the defense figured out, if Marcelo is the stud that they signed him to be, if Kapelhoff returns to that 2017 form, if their absolute no-name fullbacks are better than I think they will be, then sure, they've still got a front six to play with the best of them, and they've got a defense that hopefully can at least keep them in games. That's how they're going to limp across the playoff line. So everything goes amazing. Well, yeah, I mean, I don't think they will, <laughs> but, I mean, really the key to having done it, if it happens, no, uh, no. is the stars align. I don't yeah, know what else I to mean, say. They've done it before. Where it's everything, yeah, yeah, the stars two align. Years ago, it was like everything was amazing. Yeah. And they, uh, that was a house of cards. Yeah. All right. Uh, moving along to Toronto FC. Uh, in 2018, they finished with 36 points. This was after their uh, winning the uh, uh, Sports Shield and the uh, – in the MLS Cup. Can we say best MLS team ever? Possibly. In 2017? Yes, we could probably say the I'm best saying MLS it, team ever. Certainly, in my opinion, uh, it was. Finished, and then they had 2018. Yeah, 2018 they finished with 36 points, negative uh, 5 goal differential, uh, 59 goals for, 64 goals against. They finished ninth in the East. They did uh, lose in the final of the CONCACAF Champions League, so they did make it to the CONCACAF Champions League final. That was like the um, last fumes of that 2017 yeah. run, really. Yeah. So, um, who's good on Toronto FC? I mean, the names you know, really. I mean, I, I, it feels well, weird have, to say that. They because don't have uh, Javinko anymore. They don't have Javinko. He's not on the good list. Yeah. And that is a whole other MLS thing that I'd love to have an entire podcast dedicated to. Dudes playing for, like, fucking shawarma FC or something right now. Um, but they still have Josie Altador, who, whatever you think yeah. about him, a lot of people who are USMNT fans like, I, have a I'd fucking like, problem. I still like Josie Altador. For MLS yeah. striker, absolutely. Yeah. And he does not get enough credit for what he no. does off of the ball. Not at all. So even if he's not finishing, he's still productive. Yep. Even more controversially, they still have Michael Bradley. Michael Bradley in MLS is still a decent number six. Probably the best number six in MLS. I wouldn't say that, but I would say he's a decent one. He's in the conversation for best. Oh, you should six talk about it. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Hey, you should totally talk about it. He's a different number six than like yeah. Ozzy Alonso. Ozzy Alonso yeah. is going to run around, pick up a, a, a really tactical yellow every now and then, and he's going to bust some skulls. That's not Michael Bradley's yeah. fucking thing. He's a guy who can really strong like build from the back. That's an invisible talent. It's not something you look at and say, "Look, he did it." Um, so I, I think people underrate him. Um, should he be a USMNT player at this point? No. Is he a good MLS uh, uh, number six distributor? Totally. Finally, I'm. If I can, my wife shouldn't listen to this. She would never listen to anything soccer related. So, I'm secretly kind of hot for Marky Delgado. He's a 23 year old guy. I think he's going to get a lot of time in central midfield this year. I think he's coming into that point where he has to have that breakout year, and I kind of see him having a having a decent year this year. 
Right on. Uh, Margie Delgado. Yeah, I agree with all that. So, uh, I mean, who sucks? Obviously, like, they have a big Sebastian Giovinco hole in uh, at the attack for And who Toronto. hasn't wanted to stick it and plug in the uh, Sebastian Giovinco hole? First of all, the guy's shorter Everybody. than me, so I can feel <laughs> dominant. And second of all, you can't tell me a guy that small doesn't have a real tight little... <laughs> Tight little butthole. Tight little butthole. Uh, trying to That's my opinion. Comply. Um, all right, so what else, who else sucks on uh, Toronto FC? I, sw- I switched over to Twitter for like one second <laughs> because I have no attention span. Um, whoever fills the Victor Vasquez hole also is a problem. Victor Vasquez is one of those like underrated pieces of the really successful team that they had in 2017, and he's gone. What else are you going to say? Toronto has way too many eggs, personally, for my opinion, in the Nick DeLeon is going to uh, somehow be amazing despite being a re-entry draft guy because literally, what, 27 other teams totally overlooked this undiscovered gem. They have too much uh, too much faith in this dude as a starter on the right wing. I don't think he's going to do what needs to be done. Um, he blows. I'm sorry if you're listening. Uh, Nick, you probably are. Uh, you suck. Cool. Uh, all right, so why will they win? This is like the one team for me, like in the in the are they going to win the league? This is the one team for whom I did not even attempt to make a serious answer. <laughs> and my answer was, if the road to MLS Cup isn't littered with huge titans such as Independiente, against whom they lost four to nothing in Champions League, despite being a Concacaf, I don't even want to call them a minnow. Because that implies that they are at least fish bait for people who count. They're not even that. Um, and they lost to them four to nothing. This team has no chance. Uh, they're going to be sucking dicks in the street for TAM money. That's where they're at this year. <laughs> I, I mean, I, I would argue if, if Jonathan Osorio plays really well and everybody plays amazingly, he'll have to. This team, this team has won Concacaf Champions League. They've been to finals two of the last three years. Um, I mean, yes, losing Javinko is a is a huge, a huge issue, but the team knows how to get to the uh, get to the playoffs, get to a final. So, Jonathan Osorio maybe is like the sort of the key there, but otherwise, I don't know. I'm so part of your like serious answer relies on the idea that last year was something of an anomaly. Yes, a mirage, if you will. Is a long sample size to be a mirage, but. Yep. But, you know, we were all guilty of it last year. Everybody until, like, game 34 last year was saying, nah, this is the game they turn it around. Like, even when they were, like, literally mathematically limited from the playoffs, we were all just like, no, no, it'll still come. Yeah, yeah. That's right. how much faith we had in them. Yeah. Anyways. Moving on. New England Revolution. you got to uh, rein me in here. 2018, 41 points, uh, negative six goal differential, 49 goals for, 55 goals against, eighth in the East. Who is good on the New England Revolution? Let, let me start. Let me start by saying that it, it was really vindicating to see this team perform exactly like you and I thought they would. Hey, we thought they would be. Sh- we, we thought they would. We, we thought they would tickle the playoff line and not yeah. do it be because um, everyone out there is looking at the team on paper and saying Diego Fagundes, Kai Kamara, Lee Nguyen. Well, like they didn't have Lee Nguyen last year. Yeah, d- no. This t- this team is at least a playoff team, and we're like, no, we've seen English this before. Accent. We've seen it before. Great team on paper, shitty in practice, and look, they were exactly mediocre. So I, I feel good about that. We should we should applaud Pat ourselves for that. Yes. Although we that's should me, also we should also feel bad about our Orlando predictions last yes, year too. Also so true. I think everybody got that's that one right, wrong yeah. though. So uh, 
Who's good from? I don't even know. They kept Diego Fagundes, who on paper should be good. Somehow he's played in the league for 37 years, despite the fact that he's like still 20 years old. I don't even know how it works. But I think his returns have leveled off over time. He has to be looking at New England's trajectory and questioning every life decision he's ever made. Uh, so, But I guess he has to be among the good guys on the team. Um, they've got Spanish guy Car uh, Carlos Gill. He's supposed to fill that Darwin Quintero type role for the team as like an attacking midfielder slash second striker. He's supposed to be a savior. Juan Fernando Caicedo, uh, he's the new striker out of Colombia. Colombia's a, a, a good team, but again, he's There's an unknown. There's a team there. There is, absolutely. You're, you've found out the secret. But, yeah. like, talent doesn't always automatically translate to MLS. I mean, even great talent doesn't always automatically translate to MLS. True. Ezekiel Barco, at $15 million transfer last year, had a tough time making the transition appropriately. So, who knows? I don't. So, all of my good, yes, they're good, is, like, comes with a yeah, but. Is, yeah, there, is there a guy I'm forgetting? No, I... Literally, I think this might be the worst team in MLS. I've, I've, I've got him at the wooden spoon. <laughs> this is the yeah. worst team. I, 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 so, yeah, so I don't think anybody's good on this team. Remember so. all those guys last year that were supposed to make him good, but they still sucked? Right, they don't even have them. Let's skip over who sucks because they can't win it all. Let's, let's just skip over that. That let's is true. Into the Montreal Impact. Uh, 2018, 46 points, a negative six goal differential. 47 goals for, 53 goals against, seventh in the East. Who is good in the Montreal Impact? Because... Fuck the revolution. Yeah, so Ignacio Nacho Piate, yep. uh, he could do this shit until he's 80 years old. I absolutely believe that. He's amazing. Unfortunately, he's now almost 80 years old. So the, 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 I think the that returns have to yeah. taper. But yep. as long as they have him, I think he's going to be a key piece. Um, after Piatti, things really start to taper off. Maxi Yerudi, um, guys are going to get hot on him. Great transfer. He's bounced around a little bit. Portland, FC Dallas. Some people are going to be hot on him. I think he sucks, but he's a key piece. He's supposed to be a key piece. I included him in the good players. Bakary Sanya, he's 35 years old now. He's an Arsenal and Manchester United guy. Um, he, you know, he, he played the second half of uh, Montreal's season last year. He re-upped this offseason. I don't know. You're playing outside back. You're 35 years old. I have questions about guys who are 35 years old and play outside back, but guy's got a great pedigree. Finally, Samuel Piete. Uh, he's their defensive midfielder. He played almost every single minute last year that he could. He was fairly steady, so I don't even have really any asterisks for the dude. I think he's the kind of guy that's going to enable the defense, hopefully connect to the offense. Uh, and he's a young guy. He'll grow into his own, hopefully. Yeah, I would say that um, – so they – over the last five months of the season, uh, Montreal took 37 points uh, from 21 games, which is great second half. A really good, and that's that's a that's a long, that's a big sample size that absolutely indicates that this team is moving in the theoretically moving in the right yes. direction. Shows how uh, deep a hole they dug themselves in the first yes, half. Yes, exactly. Oh. Which is a whole other thing. Um, uh, obviously, Piatti is a, a year older. They're bringing in other players. Um, so who knows what, what's going to happen? Um, who sucks for Montreal Impact? Um, so I should have said this up front, but we're going to mispronounce a handful of names tonight. Oh, of course. Yeah, because we, uh, you want the right pronunciations, you go to the fucking 55-1, guys. You have a really uh, aggressive uh, stance against Maxi Arudi, and I'm really excited for you to... 
please. I didn't. I didn't even write. I didn't even write that many notes. Maxi or Rudy sucks. <laughs> I should. That was the. Those were the notes I wrote. I honestly. I, lo- I should pull up the numbers here in a moment. But if we start doing that shit, we're gonna be here all night. Wow. Uh, Maxi Rudy sucks. That's my first player that sucks. Here comes the mispronunciations. Coiniere and Tidare running as number eights is probably not the worst that a team has ever had to deal with in MLS, but it's not a midfield that's going to win you the cup either. I mean, it's not, uh, it's not Ibsen Schuler. Oh, it's not. It's, you know what? You, you said that as a joke, which is a good joke. It kind of is. <laughs> it kind of is exactly that. Um, it, it's not going to take you anywhere. On the right wing, they've got Harry Novillo. Uh, he's a new French signing. I think it's still too early to tell. I'm not holding my breath. Honestly, I don't think he's, even if he's as good as he could be, I don't think he's going to get the distribution he needs from the midfield. Those two dudes whose names I couldn't even pronounce to still activate him in, in what he does. Um, I don't know. They've got three midfielders. That's the formation that they look to play this year. It's going to either require the wingers to play more centrally or risk being isolated out wide. I don't think Montreal has what it takes to play in congested traffic in the middle of the of the, of the um well, I mean, top to bottom in the middle of the field. So I just don't I don't see what, what that's going to look like. Tactically, I don't think they've got it. That's fair. Um, how can they win it? Uh, I don't think they can. No. Um, I think, you know, basically everything needs to go right for them. And they need to just ride on that, you know, Canadian weed. The Canadian. Yeah, so, so what is your take that they're going to get high on that legal Canadian weed and they're going to think that they've won the league? Yes. Is that the take? Yep, that's exactly. That is equally as valid as any <laughs> other take that has them winning the league, I think. <laughs> if I had to give a path by which they're going to do it, first of all, defense is actually, in my view, a comparative strength for them. I don't think it's a strength in terms of the league, but I think it's one of their stronger suits. If the defense keeps them in games and a couple of their question mark forwards like Harry Novillo are as good as people keep believing that they can be, again, they can limp across the playoff line and then in the short sample size of the playoffs, maybe they can surprise some people. Cool. We should also point out that uh, this year MLS changed their playoff format so that seven teams will make the playoffs. So in a theoretical uh, playoff system last year, Montreal would have made the playoffs as the seventh seed, and it's, it's their one-off playoffs basically until the final. So, if they um, make the playoffs, is going to be as a seventh seed. Yeah, that's my uh, opinion. Philly, Philadelphia Union are yeah. the uh, next team. Uh, Fifty points. We should probably try and move these things along a little quicker. Right, yeah, let's go faster. Let's do 50 it. Fifty points. Uh, negative one goal differential. Four negative goals for. Fifty goals against. They finished sixth in these. They were the last playoff team last year. Yep. Um, who is good on uh, Philadelphia other than, uh, you know, Ali Bedoya? Because he's Ali obviously Bedoya. very good. I'll skip Ali Bedoya. Yeah. Um, he still exists somehow. Uh, Marco Fabian was their big addition here out of Mexico. He's going to be a huge activator at the top of the midfield. Derek Jones is a midfielder. in the. He's a USU 20 guy out of Ghana. I think that he's going to have to carry a bigger load this year, so watch out for Derek Jones. Um, that's where my cap stops. Yeah. CJ Spong's gone, by the way. He is gone. Um but Philly has a really good youth system. Like weirdly, and, I, and, and, and good and good on them for doing yeah, that. Yeah, absolutely. yeah, absolutely. Like so, there. I think this. Those Philly dividends team is, don't pay now, though. Yeah, this Philly team is a team that's going to. Um, it's probably going to suck in in the short term, but it's yeah. going to be much better for it in the uh, in the long term 
with all the kids they have coming up through their through their system. So. Yeah, this isn't their year, but they're they're making yeah. the right kinds of moves. I so think, can so. can they win it? Well, I mean, first of all, no. Uh, but second of all, uh, if they do win it, uh, it's going to take, first of all, uh, I think they have a, a defense that's good enough to at least keep them in games. I think Andrew Blake is still a great MLS goalkeeper. Um, yep. I think they have a slam dunk and attacking midfielder with Marco uh, Fabian. So I think if the goal scorers can score the goals he's going to set them up for, could be a good year. Absolutely. Okay. Uh, Columbus Crew, uh, they finished uh, 2018 with 51 points, uh, negative two goal differential. 43 goals for, 45 goals against, fifth in the East, uh, and their head coach was named head coach of the U.S. Men's National Team. So, um, who we got who's good on uh, Columbus Crew? Uh, Federico Higuain has been playing there a few years, obviously. Several years, uh, yeah. Famously got Kai Kamara sort of kicked off the team, uh, despite winning a golden booth. The and golden- rightfully so, probably. Ultimately. Let's have a different podcast about that argument. Uh, I don't. I don't think anybody's a winner there. That's for sure. Um, Will Trap. Yeah, I said it. Will Trap. I like Will Trap. I've always liked Will Trap. I've even liked Will Johnson. I like those Will guys. Fight me about <laughs> it, okay? Jossie Zardes has to be considered a good guy, right? I know he's easy to hate. He. Uh, I don't know, man. He had a great year last he year. He had a great year last year. He had a year. renaissance year. Uh, Comeback Player of the Year. Yeah. Yes. He had a great year. Uh, but he was. Coming back from a year where he was literally relegated to like left back at yeah. LA Galaxy, right? So, but I mean, we're not talking about 2017. We're talking about 2019. We're about 2018, and in 2018, 2018 yes. he scored like 15 goals. That's true. That's, so that's give the, give that's the man his due. 100 fair. Yes. Give the man fair. his due. Um, yep. uh, I have to say, I still like Justin Miram out left, but. Columbus had a huge problem getting production from their wings last year. Uh, sure. The striker position was the only one scoring goals. Wingers weren't doing shit. Justin Mirren needs to step up a little bit this year. And finally, Waylon Francis, Harrison Awful, uh, uh, Jonathan Mensah in the same back line ahead of Zach Steffen, at least until Zach Steffen is gone. I think that's a, a goddamn good MLS defense. Yeah. That's a solid Zach MLS Steffen defense. should theoretically be leaving uh, in uh, the summer. Middle of the year, yep. Back to Man, to Man City. Um, but you know what? That defense is going to make any goalkeeper behind him look good. Sure. All right. Who so. sucks for uh, – Columbus. Yeah, so if Miriam doesn't produce, then I have to say that, first of all. Uh, Santos out on the right uh, also needs to step up. Um, I would say Saro, who's I think the left center back, is probably the one chink in the armor at defense. Um, also, finally, I still have zero opinion about Artur at the right part of the uh, of the uh, center midfield equation. Still jury out for Artur for me. Okay, uh, and they can. I, I actually think this is like legitimately the first time I say like this team could win it all. It's a um, good team. Yeah, it's a very good team, uh, it's and it's well rounded. Well rounded. Uh, they they play uh, a very defensive style soccer, which you know benefits you when you're trying to bunker in and, and you know counteract and and uh, counterattack and get a goal. So um, I mean, if you know NYCFC and Red Bulls and Atlanta sort of flounder. Um, I could easily see Columbus getting uh, home field advantage, like winning this the shield, and then having like everything coming through Columbus to make to make it to the the final, and that would be a way that they would win this game. I yeah. think they think they really need to they need to be uh, at home because their home crowd is is amazing. Oh, absolutely! And uh, I think that would be the way that the way that they win it is, is by getting like getting the shield and then hosting playoffs through their through uh through columbus i think i think any team would would have a huge boon from that obviously but um 
I think one piece of what you said is the biggest piece. I think this is a team could win it all if there weren't teams like New York and uh, Atlanta out there. Uh, Atlanta outspending everybody. New York outsmarting everybody. I think those are elite teams that are just a step ahead of Columbus. But Columbus has got a, an awesome thing going on. Got to see what a new head coach is going to do with those pieces, those legacy systems sure. yep. left behind. All right. Uh, D.C. United is next up. Uh, 2018, they finished with 51 points, a plus 10 goal differential. Uh, they finished fourth in the East. Um who else good besides Wayne Rooney in uh, United, or well, if you say, United? If you say sorry. beside Wayne Rooney, yeah. I don't know what to say. Um, Lucho I mean, he's, Acosta. He's still playing again. Still playing. He's still, still playing out there. Still, still drinking and driving. Yeah. Um, and Lucho, yeah, Lucho Acosta, who th- almost went to PSG and that, that whole thing. But I, I, this was a great MLS offseason. Yeah. Holy shit, it was fun. There was, it was just the sort of silly season drama that other leagues and sports get to enjoy that we finally got to look at and be like, Ooh, he's in Paris for the <laughs> night. What's going to happen? Yeah. <laughs> With like the team president. Yeah. He's hanging out and then it didn't happen. And yeah. so like a one night stand, he had to huff it back to Columbus or not. Yeah. Whatever the fuck DC United. Um, so, but you have to include him. Lucho Acosta is a baller. He enabled Wayne Rooney just as much as Wayne Rooney enabled him. Uh, Steve Birnbaum, obviously yes. a, a stud center back in MLS. Those are three dudes who can be a big piece of it. I think that the curve is deep and steep downward after that, unfortunately. Yeah, that's fair. Um, I would, you know, we talk about who sucks, um, who potentially might suck. Uh, you're right. You mentioned Lucho, Lucho Acosta. Like, he definitely like, has his eyes on European football. And is he gonna uh, keep playing at a, at a hard door. level, yeah. or is he is is he gonna like tail off? And if it's you know if he, if he's like serious about European football, like he needs to play as hard as he possibly can. Yeah, um, and that will help. I mean, that'll help DC United. It'll help him. But uh, who else See, potentially could well, stop? I, I want to follow up on this one. I know we want to move quickly, and I'm gonna yeah. try to do that. But I generally believe that these sort of uh, a soccer player are they into it question is usually not an accurate one I don't think that you reach the pinnacle of sport uh, having accomplished all the hurdles along the way with an, a glass attitude of oh my one transfer didn't happen I don't care anymore I'm not even going to fucking try there are some guys who have done it Randy Moss in the NFL is a great example I think that um, Luis Suarez could be a guy that has that attitude kind of problem or had in the past you know um, but most people they're going to try hard all the time they're past that. I think he will as well. Yeah. But as in terms of re-gelling with the team, in terms of what the other team thinks of him, in terms of locker room stuff, I think that could come into play. So could Lucho Acosta be a, a liability? Let's find out. Bill Hamid has regressed. That's my opinion. Fight me on it. Fight me. I don't I'm care. I'm not going to. Bill Hamid has regressed. I think that they need more uh, production from the non-Lucho uh, Acosta, Wayne Rooney forwards. I think that they are one Wayne Rooney five-game injury stretch from being awful. Like there's there's too much riding on those two pieces up top. Okay. So it's it's too narrow. So is there is there a, a route for this team to win the win MLS Cup or Well the 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 route has to be Lucho reintegrates very smoothly, no one gets hurt, um, and those players all fire on all cylinders. Um, you've lost guys like Yamil Assad and Darren Maddox who are at least really good role players. Yamil Assad probably a starter on most teams. A lot needs to go right because they don't have that depth. Okay. Yeah, I would. I mean, I would 100 agree with that one. So, uh, NYCFC. Uh, now we're getting to the good ones. Now we're getting to the, the teams actually that you know could 
potentially actually win MLS Cup. Um, 2018, they finished with 56 points, uh, plus 14 goal differential. They finished third in the East, uh, and they have some uh, some pretty good players. What are you talking about uh, for those players? Right, so it has to start with Alexander Mitrita. He's the big signing here, uh, DP. I expect him to step in, replace David Villa, yeah. and score 20 goals. I know that that's ridiculous. That's what this, they're expecting out of the guy. I think he could. Uh, Jesus Medina, he's going to shoulder a lot of the burden on the wings. Um Probably more than a guy I'm going to mention below. And yeah. then finally, hey, I'm going to give it up. I like Ben Sweat. I like yeah. Ben Sweat on the left side. He's going to be a baller. So, so replacing Villa is going to be is the is the the big question. That's mark a big question for yeah. NYCFC. Um, and I, I I actually agree with you on uh, Matrida. I think he will step in very well and it will gel with MLS and and with the. He could be an MVP finalist. I think so. Yeah. Yeah. I think so. So so who sucks for uh, NYCFC? Uh, yeah, so Tajiri Shradi out on the right wing. Um, that's the guy I was referring to before. I think there's going to be way too much for Jesus Medina to shoulder yeah. on the wings with this guy uh, out on the other wing. Uh, I question Brad Ring and Keaton Parks and whether they're good enough of a central midfield to push this team across the finish line. Not a bad midfield. I think this is a middling midfield, but the rest of the team has ambitions that that midfield probably can't uphold. Okay. And um – I think this is getting to the point where we actually we actually have contemplations about these people who are potentially MLS real Cup discussion. Winners. Yeah. So uh, what what does this team need to do to win it all at NYCFC? Um, I think that uh, if the attack is more than just a one or two horse race, the guys I mentioned before, I think of the two central midf- midfielders that I just mentioned, including Brad Ring, are a little bit better than I think they'll be. They're in good shape. They're a pretty well-rounded team but people have to perform at the level you think they're going to, and the central midfield needs to step up. On the flip side, I don't think that's going to happen. I think the team is actually going to regress, and I think Dominic Torrent is the first to lose his job this year. That's a that's, that's my a, hot that's take. A bold, that's a bold prediction. Hot, hot take. I, I, I think this team is actually uh, well-positioned to be a, a solid like four or five seed, host a first-round playoff game, and, and lose. And then go out, yeah, yeah. and lose, <laughs> lose in uh, Yankee Stadium. Uh, and then let's get to finally, or no, second to final. There's a team that comes after this. It's hard yeah. to believe, but yeah. there's a team that comes after Atlanta this. Atlanta NFC, uh, who finished 2018 with 69 points. It was nice. very nice. Uh, 26, uh, plus 26. 420 gold differential. Gold differential. <laughs> plus 26 gold differential. Thank you. Uh, second in the East. Uh, this team, uh, they reloaded by uh, bringing in uh, the uh, – Combable player of the year in Pity yep. Martinez. Yep. Uh, they did lose Miguel Almarone. They re signed Joseph Martinez. Uh, I don't. How is this team not the best team in uh, in the East this year? Well, for, they're the best team in the league. Yeah. Um, and the bullet they put back in the chamber is somehow almost as strong as the bullet that left it. Probably better it. than, than yeah, Almarone. Let's. Uh, I'm, I'm going to withhold my judgment, but if you're going to replace Almarone, I don't think you could do better. Um, So that's pretty huge. Joseph Martinez, uh, did we remember that he scored 1.9 thousand goals last year? Yes. Uh, Incredible. Ezekiel Barco obviously did not have the year last year that he needed to or should have. Not for the price. Yeah, he he didn't fuck uh, his. uh, He didn't fuck him. (laughs) He hit on him. He hit on a teammate's girlfriend or wife or something like that. Didn't fuck yeah. him. He couldn't close the deal. That's what I'm trying to say. <laughs> Much like his his soccer season last year, he couldn't close the deal. 
but he's still a $15 million signing. If he can be the guy they paid him to be, that's still a high-profile signing. Julian Gressel is still on this team. Leandro Gonzalez Perez, LGP, is going to be the left, uh, either the left back or the left center back, depending on the formation that they use. Uh, I also have included here Jesus Christ, either as a player who's influencing the team or just a comment on the team in general. This is as stacked a team as MLS has ever seen. Yeah. Uh, so what's... <laughs> Who sucks? Right. So I, I'm talking about this because we have to, because that's what we have, what we're paid so can, to do. Can I can I argue we're not paid to do anything? But um, I would argue that the only thing that's gonna like limit this team is probably Concacaf Champions League, because I think MLS desperately wants to win Concacaf Champions League, and I they do. I feel like they think that Atlanta might be their their best, and also Frank DeBoer. I, I say what you want about Frank DeBoer. I think Frank DeBoer is a probably a not he's not a great manager okay and i think he might be the one who uh fucks up this team and i'm 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 here for it I'm, as a minnesota united fan i'm here for frank oh I, I would love to see this team collapse. fucking up this team uh, dramatically oh yeah I, I i don't know if i agree entirely on the DeBoer situation um that said i do think what's he gonna do with the legacy system and players i have no idea um, I will say if we have to find specific weak points, Jeff Laurentowitz, it, I sure, feel yeah. like he's fucking yeah. Polish. He's Jeff Laurentowitz, shit, it, uh, <laughs> he's a good player, but he's getting up there in yeah. age, so you start to he's question when is the returns going to start to diminish. Eric Rometty, uh in the other central midfield position probably – he's not bad, but he's not – is he at the level of the team that's around him? He's a relative weak point. Uh, but I'm reaching here. Yeah. And they can win it all if – I mean, they should win it all. I think they should. Yeah. Um, if that central midfield that I just described, Laurentiewicz – I'm going to mispronounce his name a thousand times. And uh, uh, Remedy, uh, if they aren't the Achilles heel that I think they could be, they should win the Shield and the Cup. All right. So let's talk about the Shield winners from last year. New York Red Bulls. It's almost the, unbelievable that they won the Shield against yeah, the team we just described. The Red Bulls. Uh, they finished with 71 points, two points ahead of 69, which is very nice. Uh, plus 29 goal differential. Uh, Aaron Long, um, obviously their best player who's certainly their best defensive better player. Pa better passers. Uh, and yeah, uh, let's talk about who's good on Minnesota, or sorry, on the New York Red Bulls. Wait, I want to underscore this. New York Red Bulls won the Shield last year, two points ahead of that totally stacked Atlanta United team that we just outlined. Yep. Atlanta United last year allowed 44 goals. New York 33. That's an 11 goals allowed difference between yep. the top two teams in the league. New York is exceptional on defense. Oh, Aaron Long defense, was a yes. huge piece of it. Yep. The other man is my man. Remember when we had that podcast last year where we just said, hey, fuck it. We're going to make a wild let's do it trades for Minnesota United. One of the guys that – do you remember that? I don't know if you remember it. It was an offseason thing last offseason. Okay. We've done so, isn't that great that we've done so many podcasts we don't <laughs> yeah. even remember? Yeah, exactly. Kamar Lawrence was one of my dudes. Oh yeah, yeah, I yeah. I do remember that now. Yeah. yeah, and 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 lo and behold, 2018, he he blooms into a complete stud. Yeah. Um, he's another piece of it. Uh, Tim Parker, the other side of that great center back pairing, another great piece of a great defense. Now they've got Kaku. Um, Bradley Wright Phillips is one of the best MLS goal scorers ever. Um, still a stacked team, very well rounded, and importantly. More stacked of defense than uh, Atlanta is. Yeah. Okay. Uh, who sucks? On I mean, 
the yeah, Red Bulls are pretty stacked. They're pretty stacked. Who, yeah. I don't know who sucks on this team. It's so. it's a relative thing, but I, I would say Alex Moyle is fine, not great compared to some of the players around him. Daniel Royer is fine, not great. Those are two wing players. Are those going to be enough to? I mean, those are pivotal positions. Are they going to are, are they going to enable the team around them? Sure. Uh, and then if they can win it all, I mean, honestly, I th I, for me, I think it's it's just managing time and minutes and just this is a team that has won the sports shield like you said three years three out of six years yeah three out of six years like they, they can win it all i think they really need to i don't know how you like how you focus on the off season off season is I, now but but it's now changed because it's all single elimination so yeah the, yeah, actually, the postseason is a very different may, beast that might benefit uh red bulls this year because they're with their consistency throughout the season, they're more they're likely be to home, get home field advantage home, consistently. Home, yeah, home team. And with one and done games, yep. home field advantage is going to be pretty, and they're pretty amazingly good. critical. Yep, they're pretty good at that. So Absolutely. That, that's probably like their their only sort of hope is that they just they get a one or two seed, able to host through most of the postseason. That's how they win it. What do you think? And, the, and they should get a one or two postseason. Should, with a team like this, yeah. if everybody stays healthy, yeah. there's no reason that they shouldn't have that kind of year. The only reason that they're not an automatic slam dunk for me at one is simply because Atlanta United exists. That's my big thing. Um, I the 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 other thing I'll say before we move on because I know we want to keep moving is that um, this is a team that won the Shield and then got rid of Dax McCarty, had a great 2017 and then got rid of Sasha Kleshin. They've done it in the past. They got rid of Thierry Henry and had great years. They got rid of this guy, that guy. This is a system that is way more important than any individual player, even in front of players we would have said are unforsakable um they're doing it the right way so it would be the dumbest fucking thing in the world to bet against them any year yep agreed agreed that's um, the eastern conference that's the eastern conference we covered it yeah so you're ready for the western conference yeah let's let's do the western conference oh, sorry god damn it this is gonna be a long podcast yeah. sorry All about right. that gird your loins because we're about to talk about the san jose earthquakes fucking do we have to you we are contractually obligated to do this. Is, is Tim McLaughlin does not listen to this podcast, right? He does, he's the guy who runs, he might actually. Runs, yeah, he may. He probably he may. Does. Um, all right. Well, so Sam, San Jose Earthquakes are a shit ass, shit ass soccer team. Yep. I you know how sometimes you I, I wipe said shit ass twice because you know. Right, right. You know how sometimes you're like wiping the feces from your own ass. Yep. And then like it feels like you're just wiping a marker, like it just keeps yeah. coming back brown. That's this team. Mm-hmm. Yep. <laughs> 100%. <laughs> uh, they finished with 21 points last uh, last uh, last year. Uh, six of those points were from Minnesota. Can't call us ungenerous. <laughs> so so there's that. Uh, negative 22 goal differential. They allowed 71 goals. Uh, they finished last in the West, 12th. Um, and uh, who is – I mean, the only good thing about San Jose is – is I guess Chris Wondolowski and that they hired uh, uh, Matias Almeida, but he's apparently trying to leave right now. I is he? Really. I didn't read that. Oh yeah, no. What? He's, he's that was like my one positive there's, note. There's apparently a uh, an out of his contract if, uh, for a uh, uh, Liga MX team, and it sounds like he might be. He's upset with uh, how the team is not using money. Weird well, yeah. San Jose. Well, what the, what did he think he was <laughs> so, signing up for? So yeah, so apparently there's a there's an out of his contract. Well, so which by the by the way, the whole thing. I love MLS. 
But that is some serious Liga MX shit right there. Just literal huge titted soap opera type bullshit from Univision. Um, well, so so because Almeida was coaching, um, uh, he was coach. I can't remember the name of the team, but he was coaching the team that only would employ Mexicans. Like they were like they no but no one else. Like, we're a Mexican team. We're a Mexican. That's all. We won't bring in Argentinians or or Americans or whatever right. Bolivians and. Uh, so yeah, so now he's he's been approached by uh, apparently another Mexican team that's like, oh hey, we'd love to have you as a coach, and and apparently he's being uh, constructed by the Holy budget shit. at San Jose. <laughs> well, first of all, duh, that was always going to be the deal. <laughs> so, so my notes on who's good is I said you have to start by Almeida. saying that they they added <laughs> Matias Almeida as the coach, and he's yeah. going to be a a huge fucking thing. Apparently not. Um, Chris Wondolowski still plays for this team. Now, easy to make fun of Chris Wondolowski. Everybody wants to make reference he to He's a the, punching bag, yeah. He's a punching bag. Uh, he, the only goals he scores are garbage goals and the 2014 World Cup. By the way, that was five fucking years ago. I think I should remind people. But, um, yeah, he missed a goal in the 2014 World Cup. Dude has still scored double-digit goals in nine consecutive seasons in MLS. Yeah. He's one goal shy of Landon Donovan's goals record. Just show the man a little fucking respect. Christian Espinosa is out on the right wing. He's an unknown quantity, but he's supposed to be good. I guess I'm, I'm digging deep here, but Anibal Godoy uh, at central mid. Nick Lima at right back. It's not names that you want on your good list, but those are names I, I, I'm supposed to count. Finally, finally, this is a genuinely good one. Vaco had 10 goals last year as an attacking midfielder, so... That's something to build on there, especially as Chris Wondolowski starts using two crutches instead of one. Cool. Yeah. Uh, so who, who, who? I guess the proper question here is who. We answered that with the first question: who doesn't suck? Because everybody well, pretty much sucks. All the names I just listed. Here's the here's the thing about it. Yeah. San Jose actually entered the off season with very little cap room, and that is amazing to me when you think about that. This team scored 21 points last year. They had how almost no they, cap room to deal with. How? How? That's my, that's my point. How, how, how were they maxed out on budget? They had very little cap room. So you so, talk about no spending. They didn't have that much cap room to spend. So and so that, my point, I'm sorry, I, I really quickly. The point is that they didn't add that many key players. So if you talk about the who sucks, everybody that even I said was good last year was or good for this year was on the team last so, year I, when they sucked. So I was kind of joking about Almeida being like being pissed off that he didn't have any uh, spending power. Well, th they don't even have any money to spend. That actually makes a lot more sense now. Yeah, it's incredible. That's how poorly positioned this team was. Not only did, were they terrible last year, but they even positioned themselves financially to be terrible for a long time. Cool. 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 <laughs> so this team can win it all if, if every other team disappears from the uh, planet Earth. I, so the last MLS team ever. I, uh, what Correct? did I... Is that... Literally, my only co comment was if I have to say something to this answer, it's that they have a great coach who can drag a ragtag bunch of fucks across the finish line. And what you've just told me is that they may not even have that. So I don't know. I don't. I don't even have an answer. They they, right. they will not. Let's, they should. Not. Moving along, uh, Colorado Rapids, uh, the Crapids. Oh uh, they have they had 31 points last year, uh, negative 27 goal differential. Uh, they finish 11th in the West. Uh, who is good on Colorado Rapids, uh, Mr. David Martin? Yeah, so Other than, a, uh, yeah, they just great for Guy Kamara. Yeah, so th sense. there's a Sporting Kansas City like reunion here uh, going yep. on in Colorado. They, They've yeah. added Kai Kamara up top. Still a good MLS goal scorer. 
a really good aerial presence. I think he's a good clubhouse guy in general. The bullshit about Columbus notwithstanding, his, his, historically, he's been a good clubhouse guy. Yeah. Um, Diego Rubio, I've never been hot on him, but he's the kind of guy that other people fancy. Yep. That's fine. Another goal scorer up top. Those two are going to uh, find some chemistry. Finally, Benny Failhaber. Still, I, first of all, I believe that Benny Failhaber will be good until he's too old to take the pitch. He's 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 sure. excellent. He has yep. a vision that few have had in MLS, a, like a player's like vision. I mean, um, uh, I think that he was USMNT level back in the days when Jurgen was uh, coaching the team, and he just never got the respect that he needed. All three of those guys are past SKC guys. From uh, I I think all three of them were present for that 20, uh, 2013 Cup. But I think so, um, yeah. Diego Rubio might not have quite been there if I if my memory yeah. serves. But anyway, they come from that system. It's a reunion. They're decent guys. Yeah. I would also add into that. Uh, Tim Howard is on his uh, reunion tour, or his, uh, his farewell tour. Farewell tour. Yeah. Um, and Tim Howard is still a good goalkeeper. In he's, MLS, he's obviously sure. lost. Yeah, lost a lot. Uh, but yeah, in, in MLS, Tim Howard is a very good goalkeeper, and he will uh, keep you know keep a lot of clean sheets that they probably don't deserve. So. Uh, who sucks on uh, Colorado Rapids? I mean, the, everybody. Yeah, there's there's still names to throw out here. Yeah. Shkelzingashi, that's a guy who's wasting a designated player spot. He's not even a starter. I don't even know what position he's going to exactly play or how he's going to deploy it or when or how often. Yeah. Um, Jack Price. Some people are still going to be hot on Jack Price. Sorry, sorry, I don't have anything specific against him, but he's not good enough to hold steady in front of this back line. That is a bunch of human feces. Um Finally, I'm going to throw this out there, and this kills me. This absolutely kills me. Mm-hmm. I've been writing for 55-1 for two years. I've been podcasting here yeah, for two years. You, you I've covered the guy. league for a long time. I've been a long-time Axel Schoberg fan, so you know at least <laughs> know. that this hurts me. Axel Schoberg, I'm done. <laughs> he's I think done. 2016 was a was a yeah. hot flash in the pan. Yeah, he's hot, um, he's hot dead. He's dead. No, he's certainly no Jared Watts. No. Uh, so, I'm sorry, Axel, you're gone. Yeah, all right. Uh, so, can they win it all? Well, I mean, no, first of all, but if they do it, it's going to be around their attacking triumvirate that I, I outlined before. They're going to need to find the fountain of youth. What's interesting is those are great SKC players, but they were great five years ago when they all played together. Sure. And now yeah. it's five so, years later. So, so yeah, so this team did did the thing where they almost won it by playing amazing defense. Two years uh, ago. Two years ago. And uh, that's that's the only, the only way, and I don't – they don't have the defenders to do it again. They don't have so, the defenders to do it, no. and the system then was built around a full-on f- uh, uh, fucking um, – <laughs> it's funny because I was trying to quote the fucking uh, Jose Mourinho. I forgot his name for a second. I, that's how good of a soccer yeah. uh, uh, coverer I am. Uh, like a full-on 10-man bunker and just pitch yep. it up. Yep. That's how they did it in 2016. It was really efficient, really effective. This team doesn't have the skill to do that kind of bunker, nor does nope. the coach in the system have it in their DNA to play like a 10-man bunker or something. So, no, they're not going to repeat that. All right. So, moving along, uh, Houston Dynamo finished 2018 with 38 points, uh, a uh, basically a zero-goal differential. Uh, they finished ninth in the West. Uh, Martin, uh, who is good from Houston Dynamo? Um, well, first of all, they look really good in the CONCACAF Champions League. They did. Now, they weren't playing like an elite team, well, but – they got two solid performances and two solid and wins, they, but they get they get Tigris in the uh, in the next round. 
Well, so that, we'll, that we'll will be the real like, test, that will be the right? Real test. Yeah, for yep. sure. So um, first guy up is Mauro Minotas, my man. Mauro Minotas been pitching this guy for two years when he was yep. nothing. Now he's a big fucking breakout star. Yep. Um, he scored a brace in CCL this week right after he got paid with a big contract extension. I feel extremely vindicated about my love of Mauro Minotas, um, which I do not about Axel Schoberg, by the way. Um, Albert Ellis, a very good attacking uh, uh, midfield I, creator. I, would ar- I argue Ellis is probably will be sold to uh, somewhere in Europe this year, uh, this summer. So. That's always the question. Yeah. I, I, I could name a handful Especially of guys. Especially after... After what Almiron has been doing with Newcastle, I, it would it would surprise me if Ellis is still in uh, uh, Major League Soccer I, after the summer. I don't want to. I don't want to. I want to keep a little gunpowder dry, but uh, right. we're going to talk about another guy. I think that's going to be sold much later in the podcast, and he happens to wear the gray and blue. Okay. Um. Sir, but while they got him, Albert Ellis, good attacking creator. Romo Kyoto. I'm still hot on the Honduran connection in the top three. Um. Finally, I. Kind of want to say minor fig, uh, a Maynard Figueroa. Uh, I've never been huge on Maynard Figueroa, but he's here. Uh, I think he's going to be an important piece to their defense, and if he plays as well as other people seem to believe he can, then uh, that's going to be huge because their defense wasn't great last year. Yeah, this 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 team ships more goals. Almost more goals than Mr. United. Well, that's... They ship a lot of goals. Well, 58 goals is not 71. Yeah. They, but here's the thing. They also score a lot of fucking goals. That's so. the thing. For a team that broke even on goal differential, having 58 goals allowed is a lot. Yeah. That it's, shows it's, you how good their yes, offense insane was. insane amount of, of, of goals. Uh, who sucks? I, I, you have DeMarcus Beasley here in, in your notes. And I just, I want to I wanna counteract that by saying DeMarcus Beasley is a goddamn national treasure. And if you're going to... Uh, rail against him right now. I just want you to know that he is a goddamn national treasure. Listen, so first of all, A, yes, a national treasure. Um, B. Yes, he's played it, for far too long, probably. It, B, it's really hard for me to just talk about um, Benny Failhaber being good as long as he plays or Ignacio Piatti being good as long as he plays. And then to look at DeMarcus Beasy, who, li- who has absolute evidence that he can continue to be good as long as he plays. And I'm still saying no. My pitch is this. He's been good. He can still be good. But my call is that this is the year that Father Time finally catches up to him. I don't have a specific past evidence to call on. I, this is a prediction. Okay. This is the year that he finally becomes mortal. That's just a prediction. It's probably fair. It's probably fair. Uh, I mean, he is, he's older than, I think. He's he, older than fucking even, dirt. He's older yeah. than sticks. I think he's older than I am. I he think invented he, I, the stick. I think he is. 37 going on 38. And that's I'm, older than yeah, it is possible me, to so be. I, I, can, I, can, I can respect that. He so. is like drawing Social Security at this point. Like <laughs> that's where he's at. Listen, fuck you. <laughs> he's not doing that, but he's old. I get that. I get that. Uh, is there anybody else who sucks on uh, Houston? You're, you're uh, I, I put I uh, mispronounced his name because that's where we're at because he sucks. Uh, Alia Strunia. Um, just signed this guy out of Palermo as a center back. Now, I'm sorry to all the haters out there, but I believe that pulling a team out of Serie B, B, is not... Uh, MLS has passed beyond that. You can't be pulling guys out of the second tier of Italian football and saying, we got an international dude, love us. I, I don't think that this guy's going to do it as a center back. And defense was a huge piece for him last year. I'm sorry. Defense was a huge Achilles heel for them last year. This guy's not going to plug the hole. You understand that Minnesota 
pull the guy out of Liga, uh, like in Liga League. I don't think he's going to be as good as other people do either. Okay. I don't. Right. I don't All think right. pulling him out of the first tier in France is that great either. Spoiler alert! Spoiler alert for the. Uh, I think he'll be mediocre. So can can Houston win it all, and, and how how can they win it all? If my answer has to be yes in this scenario, no, their offense. Be, well, no, no, that's the that's no, the fair. scenario here. If they win it, what's it going to take? Their offense is going to drag that dead ass corpse of defense across the line, and then in these small sample size of playoffs, anything is possible. Their offense can win any given game. True. Yeah. All right. That's, so that's it. Mostly like. Get to the playoffs and then. And I say, that's all you got to do. And seven teams get into the playoffs. They have an offense that can beat four other teams. Houston has an offense that can get get into that last playoff spot. Hell, we do. Minnesota United does. Houston does too. Yes. Okay. I'm I'm just trying to say everyone gets into the playoffs and it's kind of wild. Yeah. So. Uh, so Vancouver Boycaps are the next team on on the list. Uh, 2018, they finished with 47 points. They finished eighth in the West. Uh, Negative 13 goal differential. Um, they sold off their best player to Bayern Munich, who is well, actually like playing matches for them, which is that's amazing. A thing now. What so, a, I, I talked about MLS having the craziest, silliest, silly season. Yeah, they sold a guy to Bayern Munich who's getting time with Bayern Munich. Yeah, who's playing? Who was like twenty years old? Yeah, <laughs> uh, Almiron looked like the best player on the pitch for an EPL team the other day. Oh, he no, he was he was easily the best player on the you, pitch for an EPL. How team. How long have you and I been watching soccer and wanted this to be the? We are not the EPL, but we're no. that league. That's cool. Yeah, it's, it's it's fun. It's pretty fucking amazing. Um, Vancouver seemed to have gotten significantly worse. Though. Well. In let's, this offseason. So let's clarify what that means. Yeah. This is a team that sold 20 I'm, – I'm sorry, excuse me. They sold uh, 15 pli- – I'm mixing it up. Excuse me. Um, let me check do my your, notes. Do, do your math. Do your, let do me your, check my notes because I mistyped it earlier. Um, for Vancouver, this is a team that brought in 15 new players and got rid of 21. That is yeah. more turnover than any team in MLS history has ever seen. Yeah, this seems. So, I don't think this team is going to be good. No, no, I don't think so either. So. I think they're. If it weren't for the revs, I think they would be shoving the wooden spoon directly into their asses. But I can at least say that these are the early, early moves potentially of a rebuild. Sure. Um, versus, say, I mean. Colorado. Nobody rebuilds by signing three geriatric fucking attackers up top. That's not how you rebuild. This is a team at least who's trying to start a multi-year process. Sure. So are they going to be good? No. Are these the right kinds of moves? Maybe. Maybe, yeah. So uh, they need to change. So who sucks? So they have, uh, we mean, didn't even talk about who's good. Yeah, <laughs> yeah they, they don't really have anybody who's good. Well, That's they got Freddie the Montero. Point. Yeah, pretty much here they have the they, they have the McMathlete. Um, McMathlete's awesome. Yeah, I'm, I'm big on him. Jordi Reyna is oh, yeah, a decent outright. I don't let, know. let me say that I, I just want to throw this out. Uh, Freddie Montero. This is gonna sound stupid to you, but Freddie Montero is the reason I got into MLS in 2009. That's really? a really weird specific thing. But here's my thing. I I, I started following MLS in 20 in 2007. I got into it enough in 2008 that I bought the League Pass, which, by the way, the website used to be MLScom.net or some shit like that. It was like that's where MLS was at at that point. I subscribed to their literally $5 a year package to start following the league, and I was like, okay, I'm following the league, cool. 
2009, Seattle comes in. Freddie Montero gets this, signed. And that this dude when was, you were down in Iowa? Or? This is when I was down in yeah, Iowa yeah. at grad school, yeah. yeah. And Freddie Montero started dribbling around guys and scoring from 40 yards out. And I was like, this actually could be kind of fun. And for about five years, I was a Seattle Sounders <laughs> supporter. I was excited about him. Um, so Freddie Montero has a special place in my heart. Fair enough. All After right. that, we're moving on to the Who Sucks. Yeah. It's a deep drop-off. Felipe, uh, 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 John Aries, Inbiam uh, Huang. These are guys in the central midfield that Mark Dos Santos is planning to roll out. Have you ever heard of any of them? No. Well, there you go. You wrote those names down. I was like, who are those people? No those idea. are those are real soccer players, yeah. is what I wrote down. Yeah. So um, I like Mark Dos Santos. If I'm skipping ahead to the reason that they might win it all, a they have so much turnover that we couldn't even possibly know how these guys are going to play together. Yeah. Maybe they surprise us. Maybe they're all amazing. Maybe they strike gold on every single goddamn one. Second, I kind of like Mark Dos Santos. I, I build a rebuild around yeah, no, him. That's I, fine. I, I, yeah, I would argue like yeah. My reason for thinking win it all is, is Mark Dos Santos because. He's a really good. Uh, he's an, a really good soccer coach. Absolutely, he's, he's done uh, amazing shit at multiple levels of U.S. soccer. So that'd be the only reason. But yes, I think this this team, which is fun, because Minnesota United is playing this team to start the season. You know, and I, people you don't win this game. I'm gonna be really fucking pissed. Bruce McGuire, friend of the podcast, had put out his like. He does this periodic, like, how many points will Minnesota United score in the next series away? Yep. And he said the first five games, which we start on the road, right? All five games are on the road. And everyone is, like, probably reasonably depressed. Like, five points, six points. We suck still. And I was like, I got us down for 10 points. And yep. it's not because we're elite. It's because we're playing the New England Revolution, who are getting splinters from the wooden spoon on their ass. <laughs> really Vancouver teams. Whitecaps, splinters from the wooden San spoon Jose. on their ass. San Jose, splinters from the wooden spoon on their ass. These are garbage teams. I got us down for and nine points on those three teams. Yeah, and the Galaxy. Which Absolutely. Really sure, they're on the road, but those are elite yeah. in their poorness teams. All right, speaking of the Galaxy, that's our next team. That's the next one. Uh, 2018, they finished with 48 points. They finished outside of the playoffs. Uh, they had a plus two goal differential, though. Uh, they finished seventh in the West. Uh, Martin, <laughs> I mean, let's talk about the LA, LA Galaxy. Uh, who's good on the LA Galaxy? Well, first of all, the Galaxy missing the playoffs last year and Zlatan missing the playoffs is an absolute blonde 20-year-old's tongue on my frenulum. I was very excited about that. Now, they're going to be better this year. Unfortunately for me, um, they got a new coach in Guillermo uh, Scalotto. Um Los Angeles was finally the job that killed Siggy Schmidt. <laughs> I thought about not making that joke. I'm so. That's how much I hate this team. I'm sorry. I hate them so much. Um, but uh, Scalotto was coaching a lib. <laughs> you look like you want to kill me right now. Look, I love. Siggy I mean, that's Schmidt. a that's a really that's a, that's an. I mean. Siggy Schmidt is a legend. It's saying, it's saying a lot when I'm when I'm the one who's like, oh, that's look, an aggressive joke. Look, Siggy Schmidt is a legend. I have nothing but respect respect for Siggy Schmidt. This was an LA Galaxy joke. This was how much no, I hate this team. I get it. And you still think it was in bad it. taste? It was, it, no, I, I'm not saying it was bad taste. I'm just saying it was, it was aggressive. It was aggressive. It was well, aggressive. anyways, keep 
Siggy Schmidt would Siggy Schmidt would rather be dead than coaching this team. That's that's not true. Not yeah. true of Scaloto, yeah. who was a Libertadores final coach only a few months ago. Yeah. So they got a great new coach. Zlatan, who's good, you have to say Zlatan. I hate Zlatan. If he if he suffered a non painful career ending injury this year, I'd be very happy. Um, my boy. Romain Alessandrini. Yeah. I've been talking about Alessandrini guy, for two goddamn guy, years. That guy's really good at scoring against Minnesota United. <laughs> no shit, yeah. <laughs> um, they had a big-ish name uh, added in terms of Diego Polenta, uh, in terms of uh, the defense. They need to shore up the defense, so great. Finally, Uriel Antunia. Uh, he's going to be their DP right winger. They added the right pieces, I think. The question is, are they all going to play out? They also have four DPs, so... Not exactly sure how they're going to figure that out. I love out. this. So th- we got word from MLS's f- the, the head, the head honchos, the honchos of the head, right, that they said, look, this came down tonight. LA Galaxy will be roster compliant as of Saturday. They didn't say they were going to have three DPs. <laughs> they said they would be roster compliant. And I cannot wait for the hastily scrawled napkin note that says the rules have changed to allow four DPs. That's what's going to take. You know that this team will bend over as far as it takes for Los Angeles. I, I can't wait for that. And I can't wait for the uh, outrage that's going to And they'll deserve it. From, yes. Like, this is a – I mean – I mean, what do you think about that? Like, is, is that that's 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 pretty fucking bush league. And well, first bullshit, of all, right? we can't pass judgment until it comes to pass. We can't say that it's all bullshit until MLS finally makes the move, some weird move that allows it, right? I so, mean, so if if you're if but if you're if you're uh, Geo, why the fuck would you do anything other than be like, no, play chicken with the front office me. of the yeah. league? Yeah. Do, I, I think it's a legitimate move for I, LA I resp- Galaxy. I respect the shit out of him for doing that. Yeah. Like, listen, like, no, you fucking pay me. Your team. No. You, like, so, so A, I A from the standpoint of each of the players, I sympathize. B, from the standpoint of LA's ownership, I even sympathize. Like, you have no reason on earth to not decide to play chicken with MLS's head honchos because you have nothing but history to prove that you're going to win that game of chicken. So why not walk with four DPs and force them? Yeah. I absolutely think that they, I, I can sympathize. I get it. Also, That's the I mean the 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 roster rules for MLS are fucking obviously outdated and oh of course there's literally there's like the are literally like the Minnesota United owners are the richest owners the collective ownership the, the collective ownership of Minnesota United are, are are the richest owners in MLS like why can't if, if they decided hey you know what we want to pay you know seven million dollars and buy Luis Suarez from Barcelona and bring him over to Minnesota United why the fuck can't they do that like, it, it's well, bullshit it's, it's here, fucking well bullshit. The, the reason is this is that there's there's a lack of parity there we could but we won't but we could sure um, Arthur Blank has a 130 million dollar super yacht um, there are owners like LAFC zoner for instance LA Galaxy typically who are going to splash whatever it takes to get the players that they want but what happened back in the old 70s and 80s NASL days is that the teams that could spend spend and spend and spend and spend and they force you as as a, a market that can't 
whether it's because of your ownership or because you look at profitability or whatever, and you say, I, I can't spend that, it either becomes a four-team league of meaningful competitors where everybody else falls off, or you force all those other teams to overspend beyond their means and go bankrupt. And that's part of the reason that NASL in the old days folded. The reason there's the tight roster rules there are is to prevent overspending that creates that type of unsustainability. So I get the reason for the rules. It's... I get, it's, now, it's I think that. that those rules should expand over time. Yeah. I think allowing, for instance, a fourth DP would be a type of expansion. My problem will be when they announce on a fucking bar napkin right before Saturday that they're allowing a fourth DP. It's just it's unfair. If you're Atlanta, why should you look at this and say, I would have fucking signed four DPs if I knew it was going to be allowed? Yeah, I, but I, we can't pass judgment until the until the league office actually does the things we all sarcastically and think they will. Yeah, and they and they eventually will. I and they will, of course. Yeah. And uh, anyways, moving along. Uh, so you know who sucks for LA? Uh, I feel like LA we spent Galaxy. way too much time yeah. talking about uh, LA Galaxy, the but of LA Galaxy. Um, uh, <laughs> yeah, oh, there you go. So the, who sucks for LA Galaxy? Uh, them building a fucking statue of David Beckham. That sucks. They should have at least given David Beckham, Beckham uh, like a huge like junk, you know, like they did with that um, Cristiano Ronaldo statue. They should have at least given him a huge cock. Can I can I argue that Robbie Keane was actually more deserving, the more deserving oh, player? Oh, absolutely. So of, here's a the statue so, at, at outside of LA Galaxy's you, uh, stadium. You you cannot underestimate what David Beckham coming to the league did not. for no, the yeah, league. For sure. However, in terms of on-field performance. If David Beckham gives gets a bulge on the statue, then Robbie Keane deserves an absolute Adonis, just ten inch throbber on his statue because that dude is is certainly a top five DP ever in the league. Yeah, could argue the best ever. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I've no, talked, I, I, I've talked about saying, white guys' dicks. Long I, 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 long, yeah, I'm saying I'm saying Robbie Keane should have should have had yeah, the I had agree the fucking. The huge dick statue. Yeah, huge dick yeah. statue. Yeah. yeah. All right. Uh, moving along. Uh, Real Salt Lake. Or do you have anything else to talk about? Uh, uh, we hardly talk about players, but yeah. it was a, yeah. it was a worthwhile diversion. All right. Real Salt Lake. Uh, Twenty eighteen. They finished with forty nine points. They get three goal differential. Six in the West. Uh, who is good on Real Salt Lake? David Martin. Um, man, they're so mediocre. So I mean, first there's of, Brooks Lennon. There's Brooks Lennon. Who is a, a Liverpool uh, Academy person. Yep. He's uh, being played out of position as a right back still. Yeah, which I'm still – that still blows my mind. I don't well, understand and, how and he's doing that. You know, right now the reason they would say is because they got Jefferson Saverino out on the right wing and you got to play everybody somewhere. Sure. And it's a net benefit yep. even if it's not the best for Brooks Lennon. That would be their argument. Maybe the right, maybe the wrong, but it's certainly not best for Brooks Lennon. No, and I would love to see the dude develop where he's supposed to. Kids, kids, still a U.S. Uh, youth uh, development player so. as well. He should be. Yeah. Um, the other guy we haven't talked about on the left wing is Albert Rusnak. Uh, he's one of their best players. He's a major he's activator on the wing. Yeah, he's very uh, good. Deserves the DP slot. Uh, who sucks? Yeah. Uh, Aaron Herrera is one guy. You know, um, I love that RSL has a play the youth kind of approach. They're not quite on that New York FC Dallas trajectory, but they're still, they have a good academy. They develop good guys and they're willing to play them. Um, but that said, on the at a left back, he's not exactly the left handed Brooks Lennon. Sure. So I, I see him as a weak point. Yeah. Kyle Beckerman, just like I did uh, uh, previously You're for DeMarcus Beasley. 
I'm yep. calling the regression. This is the year Kyle Beckerman starts sucking. But Beckerman, Nick, to be fair, Beckerman has, has regressed considerably for the last, like, sort of four he, or five years. He's been working at it, and not as uh, even more so. I'm going to call it Nick Romando. I, I, I think was, he I was looked better. Your, your Romando take here is, is a little bit better. Right. Now, yeah, but. Nick Romando looked poorer last year. He's going to continue that regression this year. I don't know how, longer, how long they're going to be able to overlook that. So those are some major – Midfield slash defensive holes. They don't. RSL doesn't really have anything in the pipeline for replacing those people. Not really. No. So, yeah, RSL's gonna. They'll just move Brooks Lennon to a fucking number six. (laughs) So talking about can they win it all? Like, can they win it all? Like, I watched Nick Romano lose on penalties to Sporting Kansas City in a Moss Cup in 2013 in Kansas City. Well, that was 2013. Yeah. Uh, So. They yeah they can't really win at all, but if they can, it would be basically them, all those players like standing on their fucking heads for ten months, basically. They, so. they would need to probably outperform their obvious expectation. The other sure. thing is that they have Mike Petke as a coach. Don't count the fucking guy out. <laughs> the guy can drag a piece of shit bags over the finish line. That's that true. I don't doubt. I also think that um, Rail Salt Lake have a very um, any given Saturday type of thing about them. They're mediocre, but they're good enough to win any game they play. Sure. Yeah. They're not going to win the Shield, but the small sample size of the of uh, MLS Cup, sure, maybe. All right. Moving along, uh, Portland Timbers. They finished uh, in 2018 with 54 points, fourth, or, sorry, fifth in the West, uh, plus six goal differential. Uh, they have some really good players. Uh, Martin, why don't you tell me who those good players are? Yeah, so obviously Diego Valeri. Diego Valeri is only like 16 months away from being crowned MVP. Uh-huh. He's still got it, but you've got to be thinking this is about the last year. He's getting up there in age. I don't know what the contract situation looks like, but he's not going to be able to perform at, say, 2017 levels forever. Um, Diego Chara. There have been a number of people and a number of statistics that have talked about how bad Portland is when Diego Chara does not play. Those statistics have pretty much held true <laughs> consistently, even up till now. Um, he is, in my opinion, uh, certainly a top five defensive midfielder in MLS history. That's I'm throwing that out there. Uh, Sebastian Blanco, looking at a switch to a left-sided inverted winger, fine. Sebastian Blanco has never been as good as I think they hoped he would be, but he's still a I-can-score-double-digit goals any year type of dude. So uh, it could be good. All right. Um, and... Uh I mean, you say who sucks here. It's a good team. This is a team that made an MLS Cup final last year. Yeah, so you can't say like everybody sucks. But but, uh, here's what I'm gonna say: I this isn't the right place for him. (laughs) But I'm gonna, I'm gonna, yeah, Ibo Bise. I will. I'm I'm gonna, yeah, yeah, I'm gonna let you talk for a little bit. I might, might bring you back in a little bit here. Okay, go ahead, go ahead. Okay, I'll, I'll start here. Give your Ibo Bise take. My take is this. This is at least a huge year for Ebo BC. I don't think that he is the obvious slam dunk goal scorer that they need to be to be a team that carries them over the finish line. He had a decent playoffs last year. Obviously, they they plowed through great teams in the playoffs to make the final, but that's a small sample size. Can he do it over the course of a season? He's a young guy. It's his third year in the league, coming into the third year in the league. He's got something to prove. So I put him in the sucks category, but that's only because he's still an unproven talent. That has to do it at this level. Um, did you want to jump in yet, or do you want me to give my other guys? 
Give your other guys. Okay, my other guys. Uh, probably, I, I'm not worried about Villafania and Moreira at fullbacks. I'm more worried about their center backs, Cascante and Mabiala. Um, they've had a lot of turnover at that position. Defense was a comparative weak point to them last year. Um, are those guys going to perform the way they need to? Unproven is the word for them. That's okay. Do you want to lay it into me? You sounded that, like you wanted to fucking make some declarations. I was, I was, I was. You made your MLB say case actually very, very eloquently, and I, I'm cool with that. So it's not that he sucks. That's the wrong thing to say. Uh, no, no, I, I get it. But he's he's unproven. Yes. At, at the MLS level, certainly for a team that has cup aspirations, yes. he's not yeah. gonna push you there. Obviously, which is, it's also it's also one of those things like that. It's it's very seeing MLB say in. Uh, uh, cup aspiration teams plans. It hurts you, doesn't it? United fan is could have had him. Yeah, we literally. Yes, we literally could have had him. Well, although if it makes you sleep at night any better, we would have fucking wasted him too. That's also probably fair. Yeah, we would have ruined the fucking yeah, guy's career. So, so. Um, so how can uh, so how can Portland win it all? Well, for, they they almost did last year, so yeah. why not? Um, if sure. if Ebo becomes the guy they need him to be, they can score on anyone based on Valerius Bosch and Blanco. Really good fucking defense. So I, I I still think the center backs need to prove themselves, but I'm not worried about the fullbacks. So, yeah. Um. It, yeah. Sh so sure. I don't hate anybody on this team, but I think there's question marks. Okay. Are these guys going to perform the way they need to? Sure. And if they do, why the hell not? All right. So FC Dallas is our next team. Uh, Twenty eighteen, they finished with fifty seven yeah. points, the plus eight goals differential. They finished fourth in the West. Uh, who is good on FC Dallas going forward uh, in twenty eighteen or twenty nineteen? Um, I don't. I don't think they're gonna win the cup. But now we're starting to talk about the real teams. Yeah. Um, Richie Cannon was a breakout star right back last yep. year. Uh, He's which very very good. Big fucking surprise. Um, they just, uh, by the way, FC Dallas just signed their twenty fifth homegrown player. They play the youth, and they sign them, and they do and, it the right and way. think about all the youth that have left their system and gone. Going on and to bigger and better things. Yeah, signed in European contracts. It's so. uh, it's incredible. They yeah. do it the right way. Reggie Cannon is just the latest. Yep. Matt Hedges in MLS, a great right center back. Uh, uh, yeah, just a, a fucking stalwart. Absolutely, absolutely. You can yeah. count on him. He's not going to get it. I mean, yeah. Uh, if history is any indication, he's not going to get hurt throughout the season. Rado Ziegler, uh, pretty good left center back in MLS. I think it's one of the better center back pairings in MLS. Um, I'm, uh, I, I think the back line is good. Jesse Gonzalez is anchoring him from behind. You know that I've had a big soft on for mm -hmm. Jesse Gonzalez mm -hmm. for two years. So I think in the defense, they're going to be in really great shape. Uh, I think this team playing out from the back is, is amazing because they do have just a really awesome back line. Um, Absolutely. And, you know, we'll see what they can do going forward as they've sold off a lot of their really good attacking. Well, they, they do it a lot, though. They, yeah. they're, they're a team that isn't afraid to part ways with pieces. Yeah. But and they persist. Yeah. And they've persisted a lot of their attacking talent, but this team plays out of the back a lot. And uh, you're right. They, the back line is amazing. Um, so who sucks on uh, FC Dallas? Um I'm going to throw Dominic Baji in as their uh, primary number nine uh, goal scorer. I don't think he absolutely sucks, but I think he can be inconsistent, and he needs to have a huge year. Um, next, people are going to hate me for this. People who know MLS are going to hate me for this. I'm throwing in Paxton Pomacall. 
I don't think he totally sucks, but he's a young academy project. This is the year he needs to prove it, and I, I don't think he will. I think in this year where he needs to sh either put up or shut up, I think he shuts up. All right. Yeah. Cool. That's it. Uh, you know, what? Wh they can win if. What do they need to do to win? Yeah. Um, first of all, they probably need to avoid that goddamn summer swoon that has killed them every year. They're the opposite of Seattle Sounders, right? Yeah. Or they used Great to be in the, the first half and they, shitty they in the second half. They used to be half. the Sporting Kansas City thing. Well, then Sporting, right, Sporting right. figured it out where they, like, they, you know, they're like, oh, yeah, we'll actually play well during the... Yeah, so the swoon probably hurts them a lot. So. The, uh, yeah, and two years ago it was a historic swoon. Last year it was yeah. there, but, you know, it was slight, slightly less. Um, if they can avoid that and stay consistent throughout the year, hell, they can make a run at the shield. I don't think they will, but they could. They got the people to do it. Sure. Sure. Uh, all right. LAFC is the uh, next team. 57 points last year, uh, plus 16 goal differential, third in the West. Uh, they obviously have a lot of really good players, including uh, Christian Ramirez, um, who's didn't get a lot of playing time what, after he joined. And uh, despite what other prognosticators say, I don't think he's going to get – I don't think he's an obvious starter this year either. I don't think he is either. Uh, other people have him as the starter. Kind of sucks. I think that's dumb. Yeah. Um, who else is good on uh, LAFC? Well, I'll, I'll, I'll take my own segue there and yeah. say that um, Adama Diamande last year scored 12 goals in 19 games. That's a damn good pace. And the pace he was at for like a month was something like two goals a game. He was playing ridiculously out of his head. Unsustainable, but showing sure, what yeah. he could do for a long time. Now, Christian Ramirez hardly got any time last year. Show me the math that says that they're going to favor Ramirez over Diamande. I, I don't see it. Um, so I, But anyways, Diamande, great player. Walker Zimmerman, still one of the best uh, MLS center backs. Steven oh, Bateshire. I would love to have Zimmerman on, on Minnesota United. If roster. you could have him opposite Ico Parra. Oh, God damn it. Yeah, I'd damn throw it. you down and make love to you right yeah, now. I would, I would uh, suck anybody's dick. Abs that. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, Donald Trump even. Um, you can pay me $130,000 to not talk about sucking Donald Trump's dick. <laughs> um, Stephen Betasher is very topical. This this podcast won't last Yes, long. God damn it. We had, we had an opportunity to get him. Stephen Betasher, yeah, absolutely. Two, three years draft, ago, right? yeah. and we did not. We did not. Um, yeah. Steve, but you know what? Stephen Betasher, a great piece of that 2016 uh, 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 Toronto side. Didn't, you know, whatever. Lee Nguyen. Still there, still doing it. I still have belief in Lee Nguyen. Eventually, those returns are going to start to taper off. I think he's like 32 now, but I, I still a key piece. We haven't even mentioned Carlos Vela. He's going to be the next uh, Almiron that, that they fucking sell on and make a ton of money for. Um, right now, he's the face of the team and, and a league star. I think that's awesome. Diego Rossi on the left. Hey, guess what? You got Diego Rossi on the left, Carlos Vela on the right. Those are some damn good wings. Yeah. Uh, finally, we haven't even talked about a new designated player that they signed at number eight, Andre Horta. We buried that lead. That's how good this team is. Yeah. They really put a couple more in the chamber this year. Yeah, they don't really have anybody who sucks. Not uh, deeply, I mean, no. If you want to talk about uh, somebody, but... They have guys who I are don't. comparatively weak. Yes. They do not have any guys where you're like, God damn, that guy, yeah. none of it. So, the, I mean, this team can win it because this is a really good team. Yeah. And it, all it's it going to take is for it, them. It's yeah. a solid team, like, uh, top to bottom, right? So. If they play to their potential and in the playoffs Atlanta has an off day, then sure, this team has what it sure. takes to take it. Cool. All right. <coughs> uh, moving along, uh, the Seattle Sounders, they finished uh, second in the West last year with 59 points. A plus 15 goal differential. Uh, they lost Ozzy Alonso to us. Uh, 
And uh, they have uh, some really good players in Nico Ladero. Um, he was one of the league's greatest offseason offensive activators in attacking midfield. Right, and absolutely um, turned around their 2017 yeah. season. Jordan Morris, who is out most of last year, but honestly is probably one of the best uh, American strikers uh, in, the, in the American uh, – uh, attackers uh, in the MLS pool, um, and then Christian Roldan. Christian Roldan is is really fucking good. Um, I don't know how much you can say about Christian Roldan. Uh, Christian Roldan was a great ad last year. Yeah. Uh, Jordan Morris, obviously, he's coming off an injury, so he's a question yeah. mark. I mean, yeah, it was an ACL injury. You never know. So that's the big thing about about Morris and uh, whether he can actually come back or not. And I mean. Have you met? Have you met? I've actually met Christian uh, Jordan Morris. Jordan oh, Morris you? looks is like a is like a like a strong boy. Like he looks like he's just like a meathead. Yeah, he's like, he's like my son. Yeah, yeah. He's, he's just he's a stout little fucker. Like he's, he's like yeah. stout. And you're like yeah. He's not you, fat. He's stout as yeah, hell. How yeah. are you? How are you a a, a, a world class striker? And oh, same as same as Wayne Rooney. There's yeah. a stout fucking dude. Kinda, kind. I mean, he's yeah. I don't know. That's why I always see Wayne. Kinda, Rooney, but. but uh, yeah. So, anybody else on uh, Seattle that you uh, that you like that I favor? Uh, um, in terms of being you, good. You, you basically said it. I mean, uh, some people are gonna say Chad Marshall. I got him tucked in my shitty pile, but sure. Uh, so who sucks? Se- Stephen Fry is another guy that oh, some people so, would yeah, say is he's, excellent. He's a very good goalkeeper. Yes, uh, I'm he's, mediocre. He's uh, arguably one of the best goalkeepers in U.S. right in the U.S. right now. So, anyways, well, moving you on. You use the word arguable, and I'll I'll buy into it. Fair enough. Um, who sucks? Who sucks? I I'm not sold on that center back pairing of Kim Kee-hee and uh, Chad Marshall. Chad Marshall is a thousand years old. Kim Kee-hee, I here's the thing. I I didn't like Kim Kee-hee when he came in last year. He came in like in the middle of the year. Um, I'm not crazy about him now. That said, it's the same motherfuckers who were part of that insane second half comeback last year that dragged them in second place of the West. So clearly, I don't know anything about soccer. So, but anyways, those are the guys for me that are comparatively weak spots. That's right. So. Well, 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 please slide it into uh, how they can win it all. I feel like this is uh, I Jermaine. Yeah, yeah. Let me let me just drop it. Here, yeah. Here's how they're gonna win it all. They're going to win zero points throughout their first 14 games. Zero. No draws, no wins. And then they're going to win every single one of their remaining 20 games, come in at 60 points, and be a few points off the shield because it's Seattle and because I don't know how soccer works, and neither does anybody else. And then they're going to lose in the first round of the playoffs because also they're still Seattle. Yeah, Seattle's never not made the playoffs in their history in MLS. Ten straight years That is a... it's bunkers. I am actually literally pretty, unprecedented. I'm actually going to predict that they miss the playoffs this year for the first time. Ever. That it diverges from my take on events, but I'm not hot on them either. Really. Yeah. All right. Uh, Sporting Kansas City is our our last uh, non Minnesota United team. Uh, they finished last year in first place in the West with uh, 62 points, a plus 25 goal differential. Um, yeah, and there's a lot of good good pieces about. Sporting Kansas City, as usual. Yeah, um, it's, Martin, it's a good team. You, you know, it's not a good team. It's a, it is a good team, but it's a good it's program. A good oh a, yeah, they, the system. Ziggy's Ziggy's just very right. good. Yeah, Ziggy? Ziggy. Ziggy's dead. You must Ziggy. be thinking of Peter Vermees. Oh, Peter. Yes. Ziggy Schmidt is Sorry. dead. Yes, Peter. Sorry. I think you have sullied his memory more than I did. <laughs> Sorry, Peter. Uh, Peter Vermees. Peter Vermees is very good. Yeah. Ziggy Schmidt was very good when he was alive, yes. also. Um, 
Ziggy Schmidt may very well be still better than Adrian Heath. Oh yeah, no, he's yeah, a dead Ziggy Schmidt is better than alive, alive Adrian Heath. Yeah. Adrian Heath yeah. Um, who's good on Sporting Kansas City? First of all, Graham Zusi. Uh, uh, Andrew Weeby had Graham Zusi as Defender of the Year. I, I think that's probably fucking that's unrealistic, a, but yeah, that's um, a that's a bold statement. That's a stretch, but uh, he 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 still is enjoying a rebirth at right back where he used to be uh, more of a number eight. Um, Matt Beasler still a decent center back in MLS, getting up there in age. Um, some other guys have come in probably to surpass him, but he's still a decent guy. I wouldn't mind having Tim Melia, absolute stud and goalkeeper, should be in the USMNT sticks. Gerso Fernandez, uh, Ger- excuse me, Gerso Fernandez out on the left hand yeah. side, still a good winger. Um, now, more I'm question clap mark. back about uh, against Melia being a. You want to push back? Push yeah. it. Push it. About. Malia being a U.S. goalkeeper. Push I think it. Stefan Fry should be a goalkeeper for the U.S. Men's National Team before. Well, I mean, it can Malia. be both. I mean, nah. I don't think there's any reason to think that one can't be and the other has to be. Nah, I don't know. Um, I, I'm hotter on Tim Malia than I am on Stefan Fry, I but I'm are. not going to fight you on the Stefan Fry thing. All right. Go back. Um, Gerso. I was just about to say, uh, Felipe. Gutierrez, actually, he's a new DP for the team. Chilean uh, midfielder. He's going to play kind of in a more advanced position in the midfield, I think. Hopefully is going to relax some of the scoring burden on their strikers because, and this has been the case for five goddamn years, they haven't really ever found a sticking, obvious, gonna-do-double-digit-goals-every-year striker. Yeah. So I hope he does. If, yeah, I'm, a, I, if I mean, I'm a sporting yeah, guy. Yeah, with with uh, sporting, it's that's that, that's kind of the, the big thing. Is like, can they find someone who can score? And yep. number nine, a huge question mark. Right now, they got Christian Nemeth. Yeah, um, they, I don't hate Christian Nemeth, but nothing he's done has shown me that he's gonna be like a he's gonna be a 15 goals a year guy, and that's what they need. I mean, I, I mean, do they do need they a 15 need goals a year guy? Do they? Well, I, I mean, they, sh- like, they showed last year that they don't, like, strictly speaking, they don't because they came, you know, they came within a kitten's whisker of the finals, right? Yeah. I mean, uh, so th- they could have gone onto the finals without it. But I think that's the piece that pushes them over the edge. Oh, I, I 100% agree that, that that is the piece. If they if they can get that piece, then, yes, it pushes them over the edge. But right. I'm not sure that, that that's uh, Peter Ruby's sort of, like, uh special thing well, that he clearly wants. not his specialty yeah but so. um i think that's the piece that takes him to the next level so when talking about they can win it all like they need a piece that can score goals yeah they need a piece that can consistently score goals i also have concerns about everybody's age I, the guys i mentioned beasler zussi earlier in the They're podcast all, we mentioned yeah, espinoza uh, sort yeah. of in a right-handed uh central midfield spot those guys are all old as dust. Um, if any of them or all of them suffer a regression due to that this year, then they're not going to look as hot as they could. That's fair. And uh, Kansas City has a, a history of starting out hot, fading, because of also because of Kansas City and the heat and the sun. It comes into play. Uh, yeah. Maybe that's it. Maybe, you know what? Uh, FC Dallas suffers the same fucking thing. Yeah. Uh, maybe it's all the heat. Maybe it's shitty barbecue. I don't know, man. All right, uh, so let's jump into our, our. We did it. This is the stuff you've been waiting <laughs> for. Minnesota United season preview. Uh, we finished last year with 36 points, a negative 22 goal differential. That's not um, as good as you want. We finished 10th in the West. Uh, we lost uh, 
some players. I'm not going to even talk about them. We acquired major players. Uh, Jan Gregus, Ozzy Alonso, Dane Sinclair, goalkeeper, Romain Mitnier, uh, Ike Opara, Vito Manone, and uh, Dotson and Gasper, some uh, uh, draft picks. So, let's start with our probable starting uh, 11 and formation. I feel like I've talked a lot. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to pass the right. buck to you. I'll tell you what I think. So, my... So my uh, Hopeful starting 11 in formation is uh, Ribara up top with uh, Schuler. Uh, uh, Romario Ribara, obviously. Yeah, okay. yeah, Ribara, Romario Ribara. Ribara, okay. Ribara. Uh, Schuler, uh, DQ, and uh, Mibara uh, across the, the midfield. Uh, okay. Gregus Alonso in uh, the defensive midfield. Calvo Boxo. Calvo, and I would like Coleman, but it's going to either be Boxo or Coleman. Uh, Opar and Metnair uh, across the back, and Manone uh, in the uh, in the goalkeeper position. What do you got? Yeah, so we're not far off, but I I haven't quite made the leap to putting Romario Ibarra in as a a, a, a specific striker. I, I you know he played a bit of that in preseason. I don't think anything he did shows that that's a position he's going to obviously succeed at. So for me, it's got to be uh, up top. Angelo Rodriguez and Darwin Quintero. Darwin Quintero obviously playing a bit of a recessed role compared to um, Rodriguez. At the wings on the left-hand side, Romario Ibarra, just like he did last year. On the right-hand, Miguel Ibarra. Central midfield, uh, Jan Gregush and Ozzy Alonso. And in the back line where we differ a little bit, I've got Francisco Cavo on the left, Ike Opara at the left center back, Michael Boxall at the right center back, and uh, Romain uh, Metanier on the uh, right-handed side. Um, and I've obviously got Vito in that goalkeeper there. Um, my biggest my biggest question mark was in the center the center back pairings. Sure. And um, it wasn't because it's a it's a center back pairing I'm passionate about. It's because this having seen Heath and the front office and how I think they think, I think that's what they will see as the best fit. So it's not a slight on Coleman. This is just what I see them seeing as the best fit. Sure. No. And Brent and baby boy Brent has uh, has had to deal with uh, this team being uh, ignorant about his uh, <laughs> abilities for a long time. Forever. Since NASL days, really. Yeah, since NASL days. So he's oh. he's going to be uh, ready for the, the challenge. Of right, right. He'll, yes. he'll try to earn those minutes. Yep. So what's the tactical approach? And you described the you described what what was it like? Basically a four two three one. Four two three one. I don't. Okay. I, I mean, I don't understand how. We've seen Adrian Heath uh, for the last two years, right? So we know what we he's going to do. Um, he has experimented with a like a sort of a three five two, but he it's it's a four two three one and. I don't. I mean, I don't think Angelo is is ready to 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 play for this team yet. So, I think, and you know, after seeing what Romar, uh, uh, sorry, what Romario has done, he's got a better finishing touch than yeah. uh, Rodriguez has appeared to have. I think um, it makes sense for him to start up top. So I, I don't know. I'm not gonna fight you to the death on that, but I, yeah. I still, I, if I know the team, the team is gonna continue to give Rodriguez some rope here. Sure, yes. And I, I don't I fully mind that, but I also think he doesn't need to get 15 games of rope either. 
Um, yeah, but so here's so here's my my question, and I I understand, and I I, I agree with you. I think they're gonna give him the rope to to like hang himself, hopefully, um, and hopefully Heath as well. But uh, how much how much rope can you give somebody who is just like struggling to? put rope behind themselves <laughs> i think i understand your question so um first of all rodriguez was not as bad last year as it is interpreted that he was he was not yes, great he, yes he was okay so uh from a statistical yes, he standpoint he was not as bad as it was interpreted that he was i don't think he did kind of was yeah so statistics are not subjective they are objective and statistically, he did about on par with what R- Ramirez was doing from a goal-scoring opportunity. I don't think you're gonna That's let me. Fi- you're gonna let me finish that is this not point. True. You're gonna let me finish the point. You have it in you, David. Um, right. Go ahead. Ramirez, I believe, did more off the ball. I think Ramirez was more valuable with what he did with his time than Rodriguez was with his time. But also, they spent a shitload of money on him, and they're going to give him the run out to prove that they spent that money wisely. There's no question in my mind about that. So how much rope is the right amount of rope? If he has no goals through five games, I bet they start tinkering. I really do. And I think that that's not – I don't think that's too much rope. Okay. They spent significant money on him. I think five games is it, it was weird as it gets going to be five games on the road. I think they start tinkering at that point. I think that's okay. All right. I also think that although maybe Romario Ibarra can be a better finisher, certainly historically, I think in terms of percentage, he's been a, a better finisher. I don't think Romario Ibarra is prepared to do the things off the ball that they expect um, Rodriguez to do. Do you really expect Romario Ibarra to be doing hold-up play? Do you really expect him to uh, ever drop back and dis- distribute? Do you expect him to, uh, I don't know, play lateral passes? Uh, I-, I think that was a weaker point. He's not delivering pinpoint crosses. His strengths so, were cutting in and being a finisher. So so can I say it would be really weird if they were like, oh, yeah, uh, Romario Ibarra is our, is our striker now. Uh, we're ask- asking him to do these things that basically – Christian Ramirez was doing amazingly before he got traded. To the amazingly is a strong word. Better than Rodriguez, but amazingly is still a strong word. But also, yeah, there would be a weird pang there if you said, we need a guy who can do this stuff that Christian used to do better than the guy that we're replacing to have done it. Yeah, it's not ideal. But they also got a million dollars in uh, allocation monies for it. Hold on, but I can see you about to walk out of the bar. They also got a million dollars of allocation monies, which, again, it's not like this dollar goes there, that dollar goes there, but that's the kind of money that goes toward acquiring dudes like Ozzy Alonso, Ico Parra. Could I, no, that be a net benefit? It's I'm, a, I'm, not, I'm, not saying it, I'm not saying it's not. I'm not saying it's not. I feel like you're putting me into a corner where I have to defend getting no, no, rid of no, no, Ramirez, no, no, no. which I don't want to like, do. But I, I, listen, I loved, I love Christian. I love Christian still to this very day. But and I think it that trade probably wasn't the worst thing that this team has ever done. Okay, there you go. Whatever you're about so to I'm say, just, you've bought your opportunity to I'm just, say. It. I'm just saying. I'm just saying that right now. But. I don't know. Anyways, uh, moving along. Um, <laughs> You're just going to let that point drop. All right. Yeah. So we talk about tactical approach. What is your tactical approach for this 
this team it's, going forward. It's not that much different than what she what you said. Yeah. Obviously, with, with the formation that I outlined, I see it as kind of a, a really straightforward. Uh, I'll call it a four-two-two-two, and the reason I'm calling it that and not a four-two-three-one is because I see. Um, Darwin Quintero as more of a second striker than, say, like an attacking midfielder. I think he gets forward. I think he gets active more sure. in that way. Yeah, clearly, he's going to play deeper than Rodriguez, but I still see him as more of a second striker. That's really the difference there in terms of um, tactics. Uh, other stuff, uh, obviously, I see them uh, allowing Miguel Bar to cover more ground and, and, and even pinch in more than they allow, say, um, uh, say Romario Ibarra the same spatial freedom he's not going to drop back as much um I see Gregush playing uh up top especially if Darwin Quintero plays a more uh even further than an advanced midfielder if he does play a second striker role they're going to need to clear up some space there in that zone 14. I see Jan Gregush pushing forward more and not being just a utilitarian all over the field uh um Rasmus Schuller type um Tactically, that's the way I see it going forward. But it's it's a very straightforward, very um, I want to say predictable. But that's not even the right word. It's bread and butter type tactical stuff sure. from them from a four two two standpoint. Four two 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 standpoint. So I I see a four two three one. Um, I think it's gonna be the same thing that he runs out every every week basically, uh, with the occasional uh, three five two. Um, but I think Rodriguez will not be up top at the end of the season. That, that's your toss of the dice? Uh, you, yeah. At the end of the season, you said? Probably by halfway through the season. Right, yes. but so, so I, I would say that saying he's going to end the season there is a much softer bet than betting think, that he's not going to start there. there. I don't think he'll be there in July. Okay, there you go. So that's my – all right, so we talked about – Wild tactical ideas that might actually work. Do you yeah, wanna, did you have any experimental wild ideas that you wanted to see so, them try? So Even if you think they wouldn't work or they uh, wouldn't do it? I actually think um, with Betnair, Miguel Barra is actually going to be allowed to roam more. That'd be nice. And I think Miguel Barra is actually going to get 15 goals this year. 15 goals? Are you 15, fucking serious? 15 that, goals. Well, that will launch him into my prediction that he will end up getting traded this year. Yeah. Um, so, uh, so, yeah I, so, I, so I think uh, Metnair is going to be a – so Miguel Bar has mostly had to, like, track back and, like, help all his defenders. He's played forward and for, backward, been exhausted. It's been yeah. mostly a wing back, like, without being actually called wing back for the last three years. Um I think Miguel Barra is going to have a so Metnair is is going to be a a person who get up and back and all that. So I think Miguel is going to be able to roam around and I'll do all that shit. I think he's going to get 15 goals this year and probably get sold to somebody else. I don't know if that's that's, that's partially I think a tactical approach. I think it's a wild prediction. I I goddamn and I hope it becomes true. Um, Here's my wild tactical idea that I'd love to see him, and I'm calling it in my mind the swirl, where the, everybody is swirling clockwise in their position. I'm going to try to describe it. It would be better visually than auditorially, audioly. But you can, you can, you can describe it. It's I'm going to do it. I'm going yeah. to bust out my chops go, go here. So first of all, Romario Ibarra 
left winger starts to cut inside to play more of a striker role. He's going to pinch inside. He's not just going to be hitting crosses. Behind is, him. Is Angelo on, 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 at the top of this uh, thing? Yes, Angelo is still there, but he's coming in to support in a, an attacking role more in the box than out wide hitting in crosses. Now, he pinches in. Francisco Calvo at left back behind him is going to spend a lot of time going forward and providing width in the attack and support in that way to enable Romario to do that. So we got Francisco Calvo pushing way high. The back line with the remaining three dudes is going to shift left to make up for Francisco Calvo pushing forward. So now they're moving in a clockwise direction too. Miguel Ibarra, the guy who can play both directions, all side of the ball with an endless engine, he's going to play more of a wingback role. He's going to be expected to go forward, but he's also going to be expected to drop back and even play more of a fullback position when, when, when the time calls for him. Um, so all of those dudes are playing in a clockwise sort of rotation. Jan Gregush, um, in addition, is going to be added. He's going to be pushed more to the left side than, say, the right side, where um, Miguel Ibarra has more room to roam. He's going to be pushed to the left side to interplay off of Francisco Calvo in the buildup. Um, so ultimately what this all adds up to is this clockwise rotation when they're on the ball of getting Romario Ibarra involved and then making up for everybody's position behind him with a clockwise shift. And then when we wind up on defense, it ends up turning back. At, everybody goes back to their more default spot. It's more of a counterclockwise shift. That's right. my wild tactical idea, and I'm kind of excited about it. I kind of, I kind of wish Adrian awesome. Heath would be in here to hear my wild and very specific tactical idea. We should let him know. That it also is heavily yeah. dependent on the players I just mentioned, because if all of a sudden you got Rasmus Schuler out on the left, I don't think it's as good of an idea. <laughs> so whatever. So that's fair. If that's you got a different left back that's not as good as pushing <laughs> forward as Francisco Calvo, it falls apart. But with the guys we got, I think it's a cool idea. I. Don't disagree with you. That's, 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 a, actually, that's a fucking that's, good stance for you to take. That's a fucking amazing idea, actually, honestly. I'm kind of excited so, about it. Yeah. Let's uh, talk about major questions. Yeah. Even if we don't have answers to all of them, let's talk about what are the big questions that will uh, define yeah. the season. Yeah, let's go. So, all right. Uh, yeah, <laughs> you talk. You be the host. Will, will Rodriguez score more goals? I don't know. We talked about that I, I, a, a bit. You think uh, you yeah. you think he will? I don't, I don't I don't necessarily think he will, but I think he will score at the same pace as he did last year, which puts him at a seven to ten range. I don't think that's enough for him to keep his job long term, but I think the doom and gloom prospects that everyone seems to believe they got rid of Christian, so that means Angelo Rodriguez is going to score zero goals and he's going to get caught raping some girl. I don't think that's going to happen. Pero, I think he's a seven to ten goal scorer, and I don't know if that'll be enough. Sure, that's it. Uh, will Ibarra on the left continue his decent touch on goal? No. Uh, his, his goal scoring rate per shot was unsustainable from last year. Um, I still hope he can find a good uh, um, a good way of supporting the players around him and still be like a five-goal scorer. Will five Ibarra goals, five assists, I won't cry at night. Sure. Will Ibarra on the right side get traded? Yes. So, hold on. So... Ibarra on the left was uh, Romario Ibarra. Mario. It's yeah. like Ribarra. This is Mabara. I'm, dude, it is so it, confusing to talk about them that way. I would rather just use their full names because I can't yeah. understand anything you're fucking okay, so saying. You, so you think Miguel Barra is going to get traded? I do, yeah. 
I think that he had a breakout-ish what? year okay. last year. He had a good year last year. You already had him down for 15 fucking goals this year. I if do. he's scoring yeah. at that pace, if that's even remotely true, he's going to catch the attention of other teams. And Minnesota United, whether you like it or not, is going to say, we like Miguel Ibarra, but goddamn, imagine what we could do with a million dollars in allocation money. We could buy two players at a higher need. We could replace our right-sided center back and replace our... Angelo Rodriguez. I don't know. And they're going to see more value in it. I see him getting traded. Fuck. All right. Well, it would make me very sad. I'm not trying to say it's something I would love, but it right. could be a, a move they see as prudent. So the other question, will Schuler see significant-ish playing time, and will it be in center mid or uh, as a left winger? I think center I, mid I don't know, probably. Man. I think he's a better fit at center mid. We've seen him both last season during a he's couple been of regular a, a season. He's really shitty-ass left winger. I think so. They did it in preseason. Yeah. They did it last year during the regular season when they were down on their luck and they wanted to experiment. He's never shown that talent to me. If he works but, He works back and forth with Ozzy Alonso. He, so he can attack. Well, so, yes. And, and, and or, or, or Greg Goose as well. Like, like those two guys can work back and forth. I don't know. I think they want that to be the case. Yeah. I think they want uh, so here's the they didn't sign Greg Goosh to sit on the bench. That much is obvious. No. But sure. also I've seen from the team that they really want Schuler to find a way to succeed. They're hot on him whether they should be or not. Yeah. So the, the problem, problem is, is he's never been able to like finish a game. And okay, you, I'll buy I'll and buy you, that. And you need you need a, a midfielder to be able to finish a game. Like, I'll buy that. So not, not all maybe the time, he's a super sub. Maybe that's but, it. Well, maybe we consider him a really the, flexible super sub, either so, at left wing or at center mid, depending on where the need is. Yeah. I mean, the fact that he's been playing in this position a lot more is good, I guess, ultimately uh, for the team. But it's also. Schuler has never managed to finish an actual game. Can we team. can we both admit our secret desire that we want the team to get to a point where a guy like Schuler is not good enough? Yes. Like I think we both like Schuler enough yes. and think that he's a great depth piece for this team. Yes. But we would love the team to get to a point where we're beyond the guys Rasmus of the Schuler to play like 20 minutes when we need occasionally. And that's it. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Why don't we just leave it at that instead of fighting until we're dead? Okay. Uh, who pairs best with uh, Ikopara as a center back? Is it Boxall or is it Coleman? I think it's Coleman. Honestly, man. But I feel like uh, Adrian Heath is going to insist on Boxall well, that's, being the guy for as long as he possibly can. Well, that's the question. So in my lineup earlier, I said um, Michael Boxall because I think that's what the team will do. That's not the same as saying I think it's the best fit. No. First of all, I think, again, like the Schuler argument, can we both agree that we wish it weren't a really awful choice between Michael Boxall and we wish we, we, wish we had a Walker Zimmerman, right? I mean, we sure. don't think yep. either of yep. those two guys we mentioned are going to carry us over to the promised land. Um, I don't know. I'm trying to think of whose styles complement each other more. Boxall is a very physical sort of beast, um, Ico Parra can be a little bit more tactical. So I, I might give that in terms of a they complement each other type of thing. Um, but I, I, I don't know. I, I don't even give a fuck. It's not that big of a, of a difference to me. Okay. Um, another question. Will Ike and Ozzy be as good as advertised or will injury and old age push us back to the drawing board? This is a 
a depressing question, but it's a very maybe? real question. Maybe. Well, it was a. It was a. You have two options, so you can't say maybe. Yeah. So it's uh What's so it going to look more like? Uh he, so the thing that I've recognized from the team's uh, decisions on drafting and stuff like that is that they're, they're they've 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 drafted people who they think could learn from these people. So I think the okay. team is. Thinking about the future, um, I think this team needs to really focus on getting into the playoffs, but I also think this team has figured out that they also need to think about the future, like, and they need to develop their own Ozzy Alonso, sure, which sure. would be, you know, uh, Dotson or Gasper. Um, they need to, to bring people in who can help teach the future of this team. Sure. Um, so, I don't know. Good. So, is part, of the, is part of the question that even if they don't produce quite as heavily as they could, there's still value in them? Is that part of where you're going with I that? think theoretically, yes. Okay. Yes. I think the answer right. is probably somewhere in the middle. They're going to have that veteran leadership that the team desperately needs. I think that's a given. Um, that said, I, if the team goes from 71 goals to 55 goals, is it an improvement? Yeah. Does it mean that we're a great team? 55 goals is not a great a number of goals to have allowed. No. So I, I see us more making that kind of improvement. We're not all of a sudden going to become a 40 goals allowed team. We're going to become a 55 goals allowed team. And that could be enough to at least have us uh, tickling a feather against the playoff line. Um, but nobody's going to confuse us with an elite team. So, so that leads us to the next question. Is Given the team's uh, steadfast, steadfast commitment to Adrian Heath, uh, what would it take for him to get fired, what would it take for him to get an extension? So, I, I I would argue that if this team is is has not has gotten less than five points from the first five games, that they should fire Adrian Heath. And I feel like they should have fired Adrian Heath. Well, let's let's uh, clarify at, the at question. The the first season, it's a question so. of what will happen. What yeah. would the team do? Not what would David Zeller, the front office manager, do? Sure. What do you think? I, I can tell you what I think. Uh, the team has obviously demonstrated a commitment to Heath. I think they keep him through the year. Uh, unless they're, like, literally losing 17 straight, I don't think they get rid of him. Um, they, the question they, for me If they lose their first five games, do you think they they keep Heath? Yeah. Really? I, I think it would take – I think it would take literally 15 straight losses to lose him. I think the team is committed to him. I think the team wants to see it out through this year. I think they really do until – like, they're literally not selling tickets because of him. I think they'll keep him through three years. The big question for me is, do they keep him, do they fire him after the year? I think, and, and again, it's not for me. Don't misunderstand this to be a question of what does David Martin want to see happen. It's a question of what I think the front office oh, thinks. Yeah. And I think, honestly, if this team makes the playoffs, I think that's enough to get him an extension. Even if they make it as a seventh seed and lose in the first round, I think they said, see, Oh that God, that fucking I, three year I, plan works. I'm, I'm gonna their now, dedication now to that idea. All of my, all of my uh, predictions for the rest of the year. I, that's my that's my <laughs> belief. I, I I'm not saying it's Dude, what I would do. That's, that's fair. I, I I totally I get that. And I yeah. The, they they said sense. that they were committed to the guy through three years before the end of last year when it was yeah. an absolute clusterfuck. That's yep. how committed they were. Yeah. They didn't say, well, we always need to make tough decisions and we'll look at the offices. They didn't waffle like that. They said, no, he's got a job. 
Yeah. That's a That's bold true. ass statement. That's very, very true. How is uh how's Tifo good doing? <laughs> switching switching nose. Tifo's good. I got a guy from the Star Tribune coming up. Uh, we're gonna talk for a couple hours on Friday. There's gonna be a big piece in the Star Tribune about Tifo and so Look for my big fucking face uh, in the uh, supporter, not the support, the sports section, I meant. Um, but it's good. I think we're back on schedule. We were like weeks ahead of schedule, and due to the snow that we got this last weekend, got or we're supposed to get, off we schedule, canceled a bunch of sessions, and so now I think we're back on schedule. Okay. We also got the problem that we, uh, the, the fabric that we're using is absorbing paint at a wild pace. It is terrible <laughs> fabric, and the paint is bad anyways because I'm trying to control costs. And that paint is disappearing into the fabric. So I literally have to walk in with about 20, 25 gallons of paint on Friday, drop it off for the Saturday teams, and pray to God it'll do the job. Nice. All right. Well, all right. So we're done with the <laughs> our actual like uh, That's a good question. predictions, right? That's I, I think so. I, yeah. I, I, well, so we're, we're, we're done with our previews. Previews. We're gonna Let's cover the conference predictions. predictions. Yeah. So uh, Eastern Conference. Eastern Conference predictions. Um, How do you want to do this? Top to bottom, bottom to top, top back and forth, bottom to top. You want to uh, go back and forth? You want to just everybody go, does, does all theirs? Let's just go uh, back and forth. I'm gonna save my 12th. Uh, I have the Revs in last place. Revs in last place. Yeah. Guess what? Revs in last place. Nice. Wooden spoon in the uh, ass. Uh, 11th. I have FC Cincinnati. Do you have FC Cincinnati? Exactly yeah. what I have. There FC Cincinnati. Uh, I have uh, Orlando in 10th place. Holy shit! That's exactly who I have. Orlando. They've not made enough improvements. Hot damn! I, I have Chicago in 9th place. What do you yeah, have? I got Toronto. They haven't done enough either. Uh, so now we're starting okay. to see a little okay. divergence. Okay. Toronto in 9th. I have Toronto in 8th place. I'm sorry Missing to playoffs. Uh, Montreal in eighth place. They okay. also have not done enough, and Ignacio Piatti is going to start seeing some diminished returns. Uh, okay, I have Montreal in eighth place or in uh, seventh place. Seven, so just make, getting into the playoffs. playoffs. That's Great. a very Montreal position to have them in. I've I've got Chicago. Okay. I think I think la as good as Chicago were in 2017, and I think that was a bit of a fluke. I think it was equally flukish how bad they were last year. I think their true norm is a middle ground, and I think they're going to achieve that middle ground in seventh place this year. Okay. Okay. Um. I have uh, Philly in sixth place. Uh, DC United. They were better than they should have been last year. Though they're, they're going to come back down to earth a little bit this year. Cool. I have DC in. Yeah, fifth we place. fucking switched oh, it because yeah. I got Philly in fifth here. <laughs> okay. Uh, I have uh, NYCFC in fourth place. Holy shit! So do I. Okay. Uh, third place, I have Atlanta. Atl you got them down to third? third. That team. Third place. Yes. Holy shit! Yes, I do. No, yes, I got I the do. Columbus Crew. Good team. Not good enough in this uh, East. All right, I have the crew in second place, actually. That is a bold-ass prediction. I got the New York Red Bulls, uh, last year's Shield winners. I have the Red Bulls in uh, the Red first Bulls place. doing it again. Yeah. I got Atlanta United, and I've it, it, we were fairly aligned on this, which is kind of I, yeah. I think that's cool that we were fairly aligned. But putting Atlanta down in third is shocking to me. That's fair. I don't see how you don't have Atlanta in first. I don't see how anyone could not have Atlanta in first. Anyways, all right. Moving on, Western Western, This is the one that matters, though. Yes. Yeah. Uh, earthquakes. I have Earthquakes in 12th place. Oh, I guess. Uh, sorry, I was looking at your picks. I was like, wow, so do I. No, these are my picks. Vancouver Whitecaps. Too much turnover. 21, <laughs> pl <Jesus> 21 <laughs> players left. That's too many. Last place. All right. Uh, so I have Whitecaps in 11th place. But Earthquakes added 11th. Yeah, All so. Right, fair enough. Yeah, uh, switcheroo. I have the Rapids in 10th. What do you so got? So do I. Rapids okay. in 10th. Uh, RSL in 9th. So do I. Houston in eighth. Jesus Christ. Yeah, so do I. Really? Uh, FC Dallas in seventh. That low? Yeah. 
I got him at third. Wow. Oh, wow. Guess who I've got just inside the playoff <laughs> line? Missing. That's right. Our Looney Tunes. All right. I got uh, Missing at six. It's too bold. I got I got actually Portland Timbers a little worse than most people have him at sixth place. Okay. I have the Galaxy uh, in uh, fifth. I, I wish. I have, I have the Seattle Sounders at fifth, but with the asterisk that I know at the end of the season, I'm just going to eat fucking shit <laughs> because they're going to end up winning the Shield. So yeah. whatever. Uh, I got the Timbers in fourth. Uh, they're not going to be that good. I got the Galaxy at fourth. Okay. Uh, Sounders in third. I hope not. FC Dallas in third. Yeah. What did you have FC Dallas at again? Oh, you haven't said it yet. Never mind. Oh, no. No, I did. They're in seventh. And se- yeah, that was right. God damn it. Yeah. Seventh. No, I got them in yeah. third. Yeah. Uh, I got the uh, so third Sounders, second LAFC. Uh, I got Sporting at second. I think yeah. we got a new king in the West. I got the Sporks in first. Place. I had the Sporks in second, but I had LAFC as first. Yeah. I think they made the right moves. I think they're a well-rounded team. If you got Christian Ramirez as your depth, pretty fucking good that's team. Pretty, that's a pretty good team. I don't know, man. Not going to lie. Real uh, quick, hit up the other United news. Yeah. This is the normal podcast coverage. Let's hit some questions. <laughs> Let's get the fuck out of here. So, Mr. United uh, played Orlando in a closer scrimmage last week and won. Uh, they conceded. They, that brings their preseason record to four wins, two draws, three goals allowed the entire preseason. It's pretty fucking amazing. Pretty good. Preseason doesn't matter. Yeah, but uh, it's better that they conceded yes. three than ten. Yes. So, so what? So dark clouds were something that's happening tomorrow. Um, if if Martin or today, if Martin gets this uploaded, I'll get it uploaded tomorrow. Today, uh, which is today, today which is Thursday. Thursday. Um, and then the Wonderwall Sports Summit was obviously postponed because of the weather. That's happening on Monday, March 4th at Ladona. Uh, the Dark Cloud Sports Summit is happening uh, today. Man, how do you guys all have so much time for this shit? Art. I don't know. I don't, I, I don't really have a lot of time. I'm doing all the shit for the fucking board of, like, the board. The shit, board, yeah. Just, I, it's... It sounds awful. It's fucking terrible. It's terrible, man. I'm it's trying terrible. to work my way out of soccer stuff. Yeah. It's terrible. I'm just I'm trying to try to do as much as I can. Anyways, uh, come uh, support that stuff. Uh, please, please, please support that stuff. Uh, we have picks or didn't happen, so we're gonna go through the picks. Can I give you one more item? Uh, Allianz sure. Field officially they turned the keys over oh, yeah, from right. the construction yep. company to the team. Uh, now begins a several month process wherein they move in their shit, like their deep fryers and their fucking. Yeah, I have no idea. Whatever, whatever else they do to their merch, you know, the stuff they use to run the team. So uh, things like, you know, that you guys will use uh, for. Uh, Tifo. Tifo. No, that's part of the stadium. That's built into the stadium. So that was the construction crew. There you go. Big military-grade uh, rope and pulley systems. <laughs> there you go. Uh, all right. So we're going to, as we do every uh, every podcast when we uh, there's MLS games going on, we're going to make picks or it didn't happen. So uh, picture didn't happen. Dave Martin, um, Philadelphia, <coughs> host <coughs> Toronto uh, <coughs> for the very first game of MLS. I have Toronto winning that one, two to one. I got Philadelphia winning one to one to zero on cool. the road or uh, at home. Philadelphia at home. Toronto Philadelphia's sucks. at home. Yeah. I forgot how to talk. Yeah. Orlando uh, versus NYCFC. I have uh, one one draw. Uh, it's got to be NYCFC four. Orlando two. Orlando's wait, so bad, bud. Wait, you have four to two. 
Uh, okay. th- to clarify, Orlando two, NYCFC four. Okay. Uh, Columbus two, Red Bulls zero is what I have. Columbus two, Red Bulls two. I got a tie. All These right. are two good teams. FC Dallas one, New England one. I have a draw there. How are we so far apart? I have FC Dallas three, New England one. New England has a wooden spoon shoved in their ass, and they're playing on the road at FC Dallas, a team who you incorrectly have at seventh. I have at third. Fair. Uh, Houston two, RSL one. I got Houston uh, one, RSL one. This game sucks. Yeah, agreed. Uh, Colorado zero, Portland three. Given Colorado one, Portland one. This is a draw, and I'm only saying it because Colorado's at home. Vancouver 1, Minnesota 2. God damn, Vancouver 1, Minnesota 2. We just high five. I uh, <laughs> I think this may be the week of picks we are most divergent ever. Yeah. But we got the pick that matters. Uh, Galaxy 3, Chicago 0. Uh, I got Galaxy 3, Chicago 1. Chicago sucks. All right. Seattle 5, Cincinnati 0. Holy shit. I went out on a limb, but not, not on the tippity tip of the branches there. Seattle 3, Cincinnati 0. Okay. Uh, San Jose 1, Montreal 4. San Jose won Montreal two, a little bit more couched. Uh, uh, DC optimism. uh two Atlanta one. I got one DC, one. DC has like has Atlanta's number. That was the thing. I got a one one draw. United uh, United at home. That was a dumb thing. United DC United. DC United at home. They've had Atlanta's number. I got a one one draw. Uh, I got FC LAFC one Kansas City one. LAFC 3, Kansas City 1. LAFC I got on top, and they're playing at home. God damn. That, by the way, game of the week. If you watch no other game this week, LAFC against Sporting Kansas City, got to watch it. Yep. So, all right, uh, some answers to some questions. Uh, uh, Charles Burgess asks us uh, at BVGN, there are some open roster spots. Any words on filling those? I d- it's never been either yours or my or our podcast's interest in no. sort of fucking chasing ambulances and finding leads and stuff like that. I don't know. Anything I've heard, you've probably heard as well. I can say that no. based on history, I think that they're done. I can say that um, although it would be nice to have additional depth, I think that our major areas of need have been addressed at least in the starting 11. So probably not. Yeah. Yep. But then again, remember that the transfer window doesn't slam shut on opening weekend. There's some no. time there, so it let's goes, keep it an goes eye goes until April. Yeah, and then there's so. probably like five hours here, ten hours there, where it opens again throughout the season. So, yeah. Uh, Dan Scarup asked us uh, at Dan Scarup, uh, full table for each conference and Shield winner. Uh, yeah. Well, I, we I, gave the full table cla- for the I conference. I back at him a little bit. Yeah. Shield winner. Who, who's your shield winner? Uh, my, my shield winner is going to be Atlanta. I don't know how you can not say Atlanta. How, what a stacked team. But, of course, you had them in the third in their own conference, let alone in the league. Who do you have for the I'm shield? I'm going to say Red Bulls for the shield winner. It's not a bad Again. call. They won it three times the last six years and won it last year. Why Again. the fuck not? Yeah. I mean, why not? Like, they're the... That's the big... That's, that should be the name of this podcast is why not. Why not? Yeah. 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 Uh, and then Andy uh, LaCribs asked us, uh, "Will the weak ass, will the, will the weak ass West be as weak ass as it was last year?" And he's talking to the Western Conference, uh, which was I've, kind of weak ass last year. So, if you compare it to the East, it was weak. Um, but Sporting Kansas City, LAFC, I mean, are these weak teams? I don't think necessarily. I don't think so. No, so, they're uh, very good teams. I think it will be competitive. Yeah. Um, 
I think that the East's elite teams are still better than the West's elite teams, but I think there's more parity there now than there was, say, five years ago when the West had all the elite teams, Portland and Seattle and LA Galaxy, sure. and the yeah. East had Sporting, who and was then Red, in the East, who Red were, Bulls like, good-ish. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, it was those two teams, and that was it. I think there's more parity there, but I still think the East is probably a little better than the West at the elite end. Sure, yeah. I will, I guess, also say that I think that the shittiest teams in the West are probably shittier in general than the shittiest teams in the East. Prom- the, the problem is, is that like the shittiest teams in the East like end up behind the shittiest teams in the West. Like, we'll to, see. To points and stuff like that. So, get, uh, no, I, so Andy, I, I, I would say, yes, the, uh, the shitty-ass West is probably... The problem with the shitty-ass West is that it's probably just like most like, mediocre. And it's like right, everybody's right. like... There's like three good teams, and there's like mostly just like mediocre teams, and then like the the East is like there's like five really good teams, and then there's just a bunch of shitty teams. I think that's fair. So I don't know. I nope. mean, you know. So I'm down Anyways. for that. Well, uh, I think we're about ready to wrap up. Tell them where they can find us. Yeah. And let's let these people go. Davesandno.com is where you should uh, go to find us uh, at Offensive Loons. No. Yeah. Uh, at Texas Zeller for me. Uh, at TDIKMN for the regular uh, all the stuff and uh, yeah Martin take us home this has been awesome this is one of my favorite podcasts of the year I'm glad it's we really did it good. I'm glad it was two hours it's long. a really good podcast <laughs> we are the Daves you know this has been the Daves I know Land here become feet, con. Yeah, uh, we, we do yeah. our thing, son. Who the act we attract to, hope to reach one. Uh, we, yeah. we, we do our thing, do it. We do our thing, son. Some will paint a piece, some will spray with a machine gun. It's mad work to be done. We, we, we do our thing, son. Y'all, son, y'all, son, y'all, son, y'all, son. Y'all, 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 y'all,